0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 132. We are back down in the basement ahead of a journey out of the house to check out some live wrestling today for us. Um, So we're back down in the basement to talk about another week of professional wrestling that we watched. So we are a few hours away from heading down to the Big Smoke. Have you heard it called that before? Room? No, Toronto. Anyways, that's my co-host and teenage son, Jack, over there. I'm your host, and we are going to be heading down to Toronto today to tech- check out an independent show, Smash Wrestling. Is it just Smash tonight? Yeah. Right? Um, Royal Rumble. I say it's the largest I think so. indie promotion in Ontario. I think it is. Um, I could be wrong. You're fact-checking me. But yeah, so they're putting on a show in Rec Room, which is like a kind of like a grown-up or a family Chuck E. Cheese, a non-kid Chuck E. Cheese, so lots of games and whatever, and then they have their back half-curtained off or back section-curtained off where they put up a wrestling ring. And I think we're going to stick around for a bit afterwards, right, just to check it out um, because they they what? schedule it at 4 o'clock on purpose to be able to take down the ring after their show and then put on the Royal Rumble. Are we doing that? I think we could stay for a little bit if you want to.
1: And I It depends because then like we would be able to watch on time, but then like when, on the drive home you're missing a bunch, then you get to catch up. And, but
0: we never watch live anyway so I don't think it, if we start watching live and then drive home it gives us t- you know what I mean I wouldn't mind experiencing a match or two in a group setting because I haven't watched especially if there's if it's the women's rumble like the right Mets first I haven't and... I haven't watched wrestling with other human beings other than you since poof I, I don't know university maybe I used to get together with a few friends and get pay-per-views um so I would be interested to see it in sort of a a bar setting even though you are only 15 years of age um it is all ages show, so I think we might, I wouldn't mind checking out a match yeah. or two and then heading home and watching the rest back here. But So that's our plan for today. Um, so we the cool thing, I was checking the card, and you said you already saw it, is we're going to get to see Drago and Aerostar uh, from, I was a big Lucha Underground fan. It's come up a lot on this podcast, especially season one and two. But they're on MLW or something. I think so, yeah. So Drago, really cool. Aerostar, also cool. I'm, I'm more excited to see Drago, so that'll be awesome. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, what else happened this week? You wrote your first ever Shifting Gears out of Wrestling for a minute. You wrote your first ever exam. Yeah. And you said that what I wanted to hear when I asked you how it was, you said, what? Easy? Something light, like light that? Light work. Light work. So it was history, correct? Mm-hmm. And on the first day of exams, we had buses canceled yet again Which for- didn't affect me. No, it didn't affect you, but it affected other people. And again, it probably didn't need to cancel the buses because, yes, we got a ton of snow overnight, but- they had it cleared out by the morning. So anyways, I appreciate it. didn't matter to me. didn't affect your life. So you have other exams coming up. Hopefully they go as, as well as that one. Just math, right, is the only other one that you have. And your, yes. And your culminatings are done, which is not even an actual word. If you put up here, it just means a big final assignment at the end of the semester to sort of test your knowledge one more time of the concepts yes, and they things. They don't have enough at an exam. Right. Well, otherwise, we talked about it. The exam would be worth way too much. I don't
1: care. I just put all I your know. eggs in one basket. I know. We t- I think pick we had one. this exact conversation. I know. Conversation.
0: You got to pick one. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we're just got a lot of snow here. It's finally feeling kind of wintry. I don't have... Your brother doesn't have basketball this weekend again, so that is a rare delight. And yes, did you just think you heard the cat in the I litter box? For a second. <laughs> I think so, too. That is her routine. And I did just clean the litter box before coming in here. A little behind the curtain there, you know? Very professional outfit we're running uh, I'm, here. I'm curious. Oh, now you're going to go check? Really? You need to check? So, yeah, that's our uh, plan for this weekend, and then I don't know what else we'll get into, but uh, do you work tomorrow? He left. He's left the room, folks. This is the most professional. Oh, and he brought a cat back in. The cat is here. Hello, Toast. She is not going to want to yeah, stay. Yes, sir, I do work tomorrow. What time? Uh, two to eight. Now that door is going to hit the wall and make a noise. There it is. Great job. You're doing yes. really well. Say what's up. But uh, she will not. She looks like she is not loving this right now.
1: I don't, I don't think so
0: either. But uh, we're back. We're going to do our usual thing. We're going to review... Rumble predictions too. Right. We're going to review Dynamite in depth. We'll talk about some NXT and... Um, what's that other thing I watch? Impact Wrestling. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of main roster stuff. There was one Tiny thing bit. One thing I really liked on Raw. I, I put that in, yeah. That I can talk about as well with you. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to do tack on at the end i think some royal rumble predictions which talk about that show. Which is to do. Right. Um we disliked that show very much last year, correct? Oh yeah. I just it was
1: just on the only match i liked from that show was on was, was Rollins the, and Reigns, which was yeah. a great match,
0: right? So And that
1: was the first thing and then it was just like the women's rumble was okay and then everything else was not was, great right. and the men's rumble was dookie. Right. So and that's Lesnar won.
0: We haven't liked a lot of main roster stuff, which again, we'll get our worst of coming out at some point when somebody <laughs> in this room gets their part of it done yeah spoiler alert not me mine's done but anyways uh so that is hopefully still coming i wonder when i'll stop saying the the worst stuff is coming <laughs> at some point it will arrive but um anything else you would like to chat about um in the banter i don't even know why i ask anymore no, because you'd never have so. you never have anything to say no So not, let's, no, not as a now right so let's move into talking about wrestling then in our First segment where we take a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. All right, so taking a look at some of the ratings, NXT this week averaged 607,000 viewers, up a tiny bit, 1.2%, and earned a 0.12 in that key demographic. I even forget the range of the demographic now because I just say key 18 Um, to 35. I don't know. Something like that. And it's I the young it, male I thought it, demographic. I thought it was a little lower, but I think you're right. I think it is, but anyway, it's the people that spend money. I think is basically what they've narrowed it down to, right? Uh, so that's down 14.3 percent, and that oh, I've got a couple. You know how they like to um, where I get my sources, which I think is we're still going forward. back to the 26. No, we're different now. So it matches NXT's lowest rating in the key demo since. care to guess, basically summer, I guess, around my around my dad's birthday, if that means anything to you. End of June. Correct, June twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. So is he, that's isn't he? Um, that's the random date, June twenty sixth.
1: That's what I was gonna say. That's yeah.
0: what, that's when Forbidden Door was. Yeah, same day. Uh, so AEW average, they they did it. They got over a million. Maybe the Briscoe draw got it for them. So one million three thousand viewers, which is up three point five percent, earned a point three two in the key demographic, up three point two percent. So now I've got double random dates for you that gave me this time. The best audience total for the show since, I'll tell you, it's in the fall, I think.
1: October 26th. Uh, October
0: 5th. We went oh, back farther. What? And the second highest rating. So again, like, first of all, they pick a random date and they go with second highest rating, right? like don't um, you go highest then? So now it's like, I just enjoy the silliness of these. So second highest rating in the key demo since December 14th. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, okay, that's almost meaningless, but cool, I guess. Almost cool. Yep. What do you have? Um
1: I think it was after the pod last week so I don't think I could talk about it yet but they revealed like all the nonsense for 2K23. So what do you mean by nonsense? T- like cover star, blah blah blah, oh, okay. blah stuff like that and what not. Okay. Yeah, um so yeah, I don't I don't it was after the pod, right? I don't Yeah, we didn't
0: talk I I haven't unless I completely tuned you out, which is possible. I don't remember talking about possible. it at all.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think we talked about it last week. I'm just trying to find, like, where I can, like,
0: so uh, look at all the features. Who's the cover art? You at least uh, remember that? Cena. Wow. On all of them. Talk about current and relevant.
1: Yeah, um, which I don't, it is, it's all right, because I think it, part of the goal is, like, that kind of ropes in the casuals, right?
0: Of course. Because so. it's, because you're, like, the, the hardcore fans are going to buy it, right? Like, they don't have to attract you they need to get other people that might not. So mm-hmm. that you're right.
1: Yeah. They did a whole thing where like seen is invisible. And it's like, and you can you can't see, see him. him. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, so uh, let's see. Uh, so the bad, bad bunny is the pre-order bonus, which, Oh, you did mention that is to me. super, super enticing for me. Again, looking to attract not you, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've got you. Um, so they got, like, all the stuff from last year. There's My Rise, which is, like, the My Career, uh, My Faction, My GM uh, universe, I think, is getting a little reworked. Nice. Um, and then, also, they, they're bringing in war games, which is pretty cool. That's fun. That, that'll, that'll be interesting. Yeah. So I think that's 3v3 and 4v4 you can do.
0: So that, That's a bigger draw to you than any characters they're, yeah. they're putting in there
1: um and so then there's the standard one obviously then there's the deluxe edition which i think if you pre-order that's where you get like a few days early right so it's supposed to come out on march 17th if you pre-order the deluxe or the icon edition you get like three days early so march 14th yep um the the uh the deluxe one has like the season pass with you know like all the the dlc packs that aren't announced yet then there's the bad bunny pre-order um my rise boost uh and the supercharger which like i think unlocks you all like because there's always like the in-game unlockable characters. And then there's like a bunch of my faction cards, which it doesn't interest me a lot. And then the icon edition is pretty much the same, but then you get an additional Ruthless Aggression pack where you get Prototype Cena, Leviathan, Batista, and OVW, Lesnar, and Orton. And then John Cena Legacy title in WrestleMania 22. Peak OVW, I would say, at Mm -hmm. that time. Yeah. Like, that's like the only time they've been like notable. Yeah. They pumped
0: out like a whole bunch of megastars in one shot, and then that was kind of it.
1: And Rene Dupree. Oh, wait, no, that wasn't Rene. No, it was Rico, I think. Oh,
0: wow. Rene Dupree.
1: I think it was Rico in that class too. Which, yeah. I mean, like, why wasn't he huge? Um, but yeah, that's it. This is cool. I'll pro. I want to get the icon edition because then I want to get all the stuff this time because I got none of the stuff. That's last how time. they get
0: you. You're gonna spend extra. Yeah, it's
1: like one hundred something dollars. That's crazy.
0: All right. Um. So AEW and Dazone. That D A Z N. You know what? I literally looked it up how to pronounce it because it was driving me crazy. I think you're right. Yeah, I am because it took me to a little YouTube video of the pronouncing it. So it's Dazone. Don't know how you get to Dazone from D A Z N, but I digress. So AEW and Dazone have announced a multi-year broadcast deal for 42 international markets, uh, and those markets have quote secured exclusive broadcast rights to AEW. The deal's effective immediately, and it includes pretty much everything, right? Dynamite, Rampage, Battle of the Belts, pay per views, Dark, and Dark Elevation. Is that literally everything?
1: I believe so. Yeah. Right. So even covering like Battle of the Belts, right? So. And then
0: sort of buried down in the article, because I guess it's less important. They've also um, announced an international distribution partnership with Impact Wrestling. That happened in November, and nobody even heard about it. So
1: I don't remember hearing <laughs> it.
0: I assume it's good news for AEW, right? That just means they're getting. Um, wider distribution more people watching should equal more money i guess and more interest and potential
1: so, like international shows right. later on right that should kind of i don't know, get
0: so i assume a good thing for aew it's like a sign that they're still thriving right or not struggling they're expanding and more people want to see it right. so that's, that's got to be it's got to be a good thing mm-hmm. you
1: um there w- it was there wasn't really much like i just kind of pulled the game one out of my ass because i thought that was that was actually notable yeah um like i saw like oops Bray Wyatt's listed internally as SmackDown's top babyface. <laughs> okay. I mean, I know he's a babyface, but, like, it's just weird that there's nothing. I guess McIntyre and Sheamus kind of slid They're down the so card. They're
0: so bad at babyfaces, so it kind of makes sense, I guess. I don't know. I guess, but he,
1: he literally hasn't wrestled since returning, which was, like, in October. Right.
0: Um. Do you know what the NIL is? WWE has signed 15 oh, college yes. athletes. Do you know what it stands for? I had Next to look. Next line but apparently it's oh is that what it is yeah because the thing i said say it's like it, their new said it's name image likeness so is that like a double entendre sort of thing i think that's not wwe related <laughs> but anyways if i had to guess so they signed 15 new college athletes and guess what a lot of them guess what their college sport Football. of choice was so football amateur and amateur wrestling amateur wrestling were a lot of them. Right. And then lucky guess. And so it looks like most of the males, cause I've just pulled up the list here. I put a link to it there. Um, You do have some soccer, tennis track and field that looks like mostly the female wrestlers, then football, football, wrestling, football, 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 uh, <laughs> wrestling. Right. So, and, for the males, it looks like the smallest one is maybe 5'11", 245, which is still pretty big. But then I see a lot of like 6'8", 320, 6'5", 235, 6'3", 250, Why 6'2", they still, 290. They're still so obsessed with the six seven, two seventy five. 6'7", 275. I guess maybe they feel like they can find smaller guys that can actually wrestle but if they want the big WWE-looking guys, they have to create them in a lab sort of thing. I don't know what's, I guess. Power plant. Basically, it's like no surprise was the point, was the list of this is not really surprising at all. It's Um, like Vince never left, or if he came back. Wait, did he come back? Oh, he came back. Which leads me into another one then, since you set me up, if you don't mind, I'll just go. That Vince McMahon is apparently working a normal schedule. Now, I sort of misread or misinterpreted this headline and thought it was terrible news. I was assuming that, (laughs) Vince was back to working Vince's normal schedule right where he's involved in everything all the time and he's there all night and all day but apparently what it means is he's working like a more generally normal schedule compared to normal humans like it even said he's leaving at a reasonable time instead of staying all night into the morning and Meltzer's reporting that he hasn't been on TV since he returned and I think it was Flair not that I like to mention him too much but he said on um, the Raw 30 that Vince was not backstage at all, and there were images from Gorilla Position, and it was Hunter, Pritchard, and William Regal. So it looks, Regal. it looks like Vince is less involved in stuff, which has to be good news, right? Not and, that the product and is doing stuff. Yeah, right. Not that the product is crushing it right now, but at least Vince is a little bit more distant and from it than it it used to At least it has the chance to thrive. Right. It could not suck if the right people get yeah. involved um sorry go ahead um so i know you saw this too it's kind of weird
1: that luchasaurus and ew are getting sued over right um his mask
0: did you look into it because i saw the headline and i didn't Um, look any
1: further so they're uh getting so it's like i think they're profiting over merchandise that designers composite effects believe is theirs right um the company claiming owns licensing and design rights of all our characters uh
0: was so it looks too to similar mask. to something that already exists, sounds like. Whatever uh, that might be.
1: Oh, he was entitled to use the mask in events as a wrestler. I, Maddelson? I, is that Luchasaurus? I guess. I guess. Um, But neither he nor anyone acting on his behalf was entitled to create merchandise that incorporated oh. the mask design. I so guess there's, like merch. They're, right. They're me...
0: saying you can use it to wrestle, but as soon as you're putting it on stuff and selling it. Yeah, Maddelson. It, that's uh, that's Luchasaurus' last name. Okay, so that's so the They problem. are referring to Luchasaurus. Right. That he's making money off of it and they don't like it they're right. like go ahead and wear it but don't they want yeah so anyways see where yeah, that goes so that's
1: oh it literally says i could have just not googled it, his mask his, or his name's later in there uh yeah because he uh he worked with them first time around december 2016 arranged for a modified version of their viper silicone mask uh modified again in 2019 ahead of his aw debuted Adding horns for added effect before he debuted at Double Nothing, which would have been when you first saw him, right? Um. So yeah, that's interesting, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um. Another injury for an oft-injured person, it seems. Nikita Lyons has torn her ACL. Whoa, whoa! Mention where it took place, please. Well, and that's to explain her upcoming absence. Um, she was yet another victim of the NXT park. Literally, the
1: one caption I think on the NXT post was like the NXT parking lot strikes again or something And at
0: this point if you're walking through that NXT parking without lot... without
1: luggage or a belt
0: it, or, or a vehicle or somebody to back you up it's kind of on you cuz it is kind of on it's her It's p- quite possibly one of the most unsafe places in the world is the NXT parking <laughs> I lot I think
1: it is it, it's like a it's a natural disaster no it's like it's like a hazard it's a huge hazard
0: So she was on the ground and uh, other people approached baby faces I forget who now and she was just repeating like uh, she doesn't know what happened right so um, In a way, too bad, because... Better than Alistair
1: Black, injuring his
0: groin. Just came off of an injury, but in a way, whatever, because... She kind of sucked. She's not my favorite person outside of the ring for many reasons we won't get into, but still don't like to see anyone get injured, so hope she recovers quickly. I only have one more I don't story. have any more. My other one combines two of my loves, the NBA and wrestling. So NBA star, care to guess? Uh, How many NBA stars you you know? There's probably, like, you'll go, like, LeBron uh and as canter cuz he was a former zone <laughs> champion that's all i got so no it's joel embiid who's a giant center Nailed for it. the um philadelphia 76ers he got fined $25,000 for doing a wrestling gesture what would it be what would you get fined for suck it uh the the crotch chop yes nice so uh he got fined <laughs> he did it he did it during a game against the nets um and there's speculation that because it kind of took off and got a lot of attention on, on social media, guess what? That There's like, betcha WWE invites him to an event and uh. he's like seven feet tall and 300 pounds. <laughs> so get ready for Joel Embiid in the Royal Rumble maybe. Uh, Actually, like Dennis sh- Rodman take two or something? Maybe I should amend my predictions down there <laughs> to get Joel Embiid in there. Uh, but anyways, yes. Yeah, so that God. is all we have for news and rumors. So I guess it's time to move into, I think it's safe to say our favorite Bit of wrestling every week, right? Mm. I don't, yeah, I mean, it's when, the only one I watch. It's so been years that since we liked NXT better, or I liked NXT better. So. Oh, I, I gave up on NXT. It's our in depth review of this week's edition of AEW Dynamite. All right, so we're going to talk about this uh, episode of Dynamite, but I guess we should point out that they, Warner Brothers, Whatever the other it's WBD, is it Disney? They no. finally approved to allow uh the Briscoe's why to, were they? to exist. They were not a fan of oh, the, right, the Oh right, oh that's why
1: they didn't do the trick. okay, never mind, I got they, it now.
0: They did not like the tweets nor the Confederate flags on their old ring gear, I think. So remind me what that is. Um I was gonna say the Dukes what's on the Dukes of Hazard car, but it basically represents the southern states from the Civil War. So there's certain connotations attached to it that are not appreciated generally by a lot of people. Ah. Um, so, but that was cleared up. WB and we, included. We are going to get um, Mark Briscoe in the main event on this show. So just sort of as a tribute to obviously Jay. So a pretty emotional main event. Um, And sort and of... Which Jay? Right. So anyway, sorry, you go ahead and talk about Dynamite. From the beginning, I sort of jumped to the end there. Yeah. Oh, sorry. you want to do it in reverse? Reverse. And then people can listen to it backwards. So then I'd have to pronounce it back or two. Right, go. That'd be a nightmare. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
1: no. Uh, So we open the show with Ricky Starks in action and ready Whoop, whoop.
0: Yes, we do. Uh, Versus Chris Jericho and Tame Guevara. Double whoop, whoop. And they do, like, a very, very sports entertainment. So, again, leaning back into sports entertainment, like, the dance and ripping of the pants off to start the match, right?
1: Hey, that was Garza's thing. Does he even do that anymore? Right. Garza used to be cool. Now I don't care.
0: To me, it feels like Jericho's instincts are very WWE. Especially now. Right? That he just, his ideas suit more WWE than AEW, and, and this whole jazz. They kind of flip back and forth between sports entertainment and not. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. I felt like they were sports entertainery here.
1: Yeah, definitely. He, with Guevara wearing the pants, too, it looks weird. Yeah. I don't know. It, does, it's not, it doesn't look terrible because the red's kind of cool, but it's like, I don't know. It, it's weird. <laughs> uh, there's a little exchange in a standoff between Andretti and Guevara at the beginning. Uh, springboard dropkick from Andretti sends Guevara to the outside. Then he runs for a dive. Guevara comes back in, leapfrogs him, corks your dropkick. Uh, Guevara goes for a Frankenstein, and Dre flips out the hits a standing Spanish Fly for that two. That was cool. The That's the cool. flipping yeah. out of the mm-hmm. Rana was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a chop exchange between Starks and Jericho. Um, Starks is doing that rope walk thing where he's kind of taunting, and he's like holding Jericho annoying. Um, but then Guevara takes him off the top rope cutter, so that was kind of worth it. That was
0: it was a contrived spot to set up, but the payoff was at least cool. But the whole like we talked about it while watching the walking of the ropes, and it'll come up again in Impact. Like why wouldn't the guy? just like jericho in this instance just walk towards the middle of the room and the guy's gonna fall on his face right mm-hmm. it's just so i don't know i get it but it kind of takes me out of it a little bit if
1: he's not up there long whatever but it's like when, when you're walking strutting around and or walking around the entire ring right not fast i guess the idea is the knuckle lock or whatever is supposed to that's hurt you the and, only like defense but even then that yeah. just kind of s- sounds goofy to me i agree like uh, that, that, that excuse doesn't really track. But the cutter out of it was cool. Yeah, it almost looked like a stunner the way yeah. it went. Uh, there, there's a um, uh Tornio DT from Starks and a moonsault from the corner, uh to a standing Guevara from Andretti for two. Uh, spear to Jericho, uh from Starks for two. Guevara breaks the pin. Lager bomb from Starks for two. Rochambeau on the outside to Jericho. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh then the finish comes when Garcia hits a cheap shot Andretti with the on an, on Andretti with the baseball bat. Then Guevara falls with the GTH for the win. The bat shot did not look great. Not I didn't not think. great. It felt kind of like the Triple H method. But
0: even glancing, like yes, you're covering your end with your ha- with the end with your hand, which is fine. But it also looked like it bare like it looked like Andretti was leaning back a bit early, almost in anticipation of it. When did
1: but, that happen? It was like Soho did that once, I think. I think so. Uh,
0: th- so. I don't know about you, but this match felt like a a showcase for Andretti. Like, I didn't find Starks did a ton. Um, I like the match, but it felt a little bit like you do some moves, I do some moves, right? Andretti and Starks sort of thing. The crowd didn't seem to be very into it, which I was a bit surprised, because AEW crowds are usually into everything. So I think it was a good tag team match. There were a few contrived spots, and just, I don't... I'm not eloquent enough. Like, the flow seemed a bit weird to me. It was kind of just, like, get your stuff in kind of thing. Um, And at this point, Andretti is super athletic, but he does feel like a a bit of an indie spot machine, which I don't even mean that as, like, a giant insult. It's just it feels a a little out of place, I guess. Right. I think that's what it is, right? But the match itself was pretty fun. Um, I will say it feels like Starks is cooling off a bit just because I felt like this was an Andretti vehicle mostly, right? More ju- so than Starks, which he he's kind of has been lately, right? And so I I don't know if I'm great with that, but anyways, I, it was a fun opener. It wasn't an amazing opener, but uh, yeah, it was it was good enough, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think I kind of agreed too, because I thought it was all right, but it did feel kind of off. And I feel like, like kind of like last week's opener, it was underwhelming a bit. I definitely liked this one more than last week because that's week kind of had too much shenanigans involved. What was last week's? Lethal and Cassidy.
0: Oh right, yeah, it did. I agree. Right, With both of your points there.
1: Um, More wrestling here, far less shenanigans. The action was solid, uh, just not, nothing really bad, but just kind of solid stuff, and it did the the flow was kind of odd, I agree. Um, I expected Starks and Andretti got the win here, but I guess it keeps the feud somewhat even, and Starks didn't eat the loss at least. Right. Solid uh, opener, but nothing really exceptional.
0: And Andretti's still a kid, and it wasn't a clean loss, so it doesn't really hurt him, I guess, right, mm-hmm. is, is yeah. the point, and gets Jass a win. But again, I there's just a lot of Jass, and I don't really... I'm kind of indifferent to them most of the yeah, time. Yeah, and I don't really understand
1: what the experiment with Andretti. Like, I guess, I know Jericho saw something, but I'm not really feeling it.
0: Uh, yeah, like, he's fine, but do I want him to get time ahead of a lot of other people? No. Exactly. That's that's kind of part of the thing, right? Right. It's
1: like, there's a bunch of other people I'd rather see.
0: Right. Not that there's anything wrong with him. He's definitely got a ton of potential, but yeah, there's other people I'd prefer
1: mm-hmm um next we got a quick jay Briscoe memorial package of just highlights of him and mark throughout their careers which i thought it's a nice touch nothing much to say there but no it's and
0: a, a lot of um ties to his family like a lot of clips of him and his family which is really sad as a parent when you see that this guy has two young kids surviving the accident who've uh, hopefully surviving have gone through a whole bunch of uh, if he sent you sent your prayers issues <laughs> right um so it was kind of quick, but really well done. And again, I'm just glad that they were allowed to do this and put it on TV because mm-hmm. he seems to be a very, and again, by all accounts, like they seem to have changed and grown from those horrible tweets that I think it was just Jay, not Mark sent years ago. And I mean, we have to give people the chance to grow and change and hopefully, um, and it's more actions than words, right? He, he apologized for it many times. And I think his actions since that time have indicated that, yes, he has grown and changed, right? So we have to give people that opportunity. Um, so I'm glad that uh, they did this tribute. I thought it was really well done. It wasn't super lengthy, but it was really good focusing on him as a wrestler and sort of a family guy. Mm-hmm. Putting in some elastics over there. Yeah. Nice. Um,
1: then next to go right to Darby Allen versus Buddy Matthews or as I'm going to continually call him Buddy Murphy. Yes. Because I like it better. Yep. And also, I was using him on 2K, so it's very recent. Nice to see Buddy get a match on his oh, yeah. own out, of, out like, of the blue of a decent profile too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because uh, TNT title match, and yeah, even like not only is it nice to see him on Dynamite again, because has the Black's been like largely rampage since their comeback? Yeah. Like I think maybe a couple Dynamite appearances on their return, and then it's just been rampage, 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 right. and also he's on his own here. I yes, mean, for the most part, right. Um, which is great. And he's got his own Derby paint too, which I thought was kind of funny. That yes. Was, that was a nice touch. He had the half face paint. Yeah. Looking sick with his shorts that WWE took away from him because mm. they're a bunch of buffoons. Right. But they left the parts in the creation suite. So guess who did that in the game? Nice. The only issue is I can't add Buddy to his name.
0: It's because you like those shorts because it's nostalgia. We saw them at a house show in Peterborough. And people made fun of him. When he faced, was that Ricochet? Yeah. That That's was Ricochet. crazy. Before Ricochet debuted in WWE, yeah, people made fun of him, and which is
1: mean because I love those shorts. They're yeah,
0: they're cool. That was a good match, yeah, really good house show match, obviously. Yeah, Yeah, we saw Ricochet back in the day.
1: We saw Ricochet before he was on TV, and we saw Andrade versus McIntyre before War Games, right? That's the the claims to fame there. That's it. Um, so some of the notables, uh, Murphy throws Darby into the barricade pretty hard a few times. That was like pretty early on. Um, Darby caught a PK attempt from Murphy on the apron, and then he tripped him, and he landed face-first on the apron. Uh, Murphy caught him from a suicide dive and right into a suplex. <laughs> Easily Effortlessly. Him. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, he dropped him on the apron, then he held him by the legs, like, kind of like, you're in a powerbomb, but he's, like, drooping down. Uh, he kind of swings him in the apron in the barricade, then he goes for a, a powerbomb into the barricade, which is dangerous. Very dangerous. Um... And then, uh, which Darby counters into, uh, Hurricane Rana sending him into the barricade. So that was cool. And I think, like, that, I don't know, that kind of stuff works better now that the barricade's not going to, like, phew, yeah, not like fly into the back like five feet. Yes. Right? Like, so I think that that's kind of cool now. Um, there's a Meteora on the apron from Murphy, which I thought. I thought that was pretty cool. Me too. I wasn't expecting it, for yeah. sure. Uh, lights go out. House of Black appear. But lights then... went out for
0: a long time, I feel like. Yeah,
1: I was like... They went in and out. I just look... I was typing something. I look up and I'm like, oh, the lights are out.
0: And you know the TSN logo is still there, so we know it is part of the show, so you're just kind of waiting. Right. Um, House of Black appear on the stage with the Ortiz
1: attacks from behind with a kendo stick, because I think... <laughs> I was like, who is that? <laughs> I couldn't even tell. They, they caused the
0: split between him and Kingston, I think. Again, Rampage. I, I, right, like... I, Fill me in, man. I don't. That's why it seemed random. And I'm like, who is that? What's happening here? It's so weird with him without Santana. Just give me a little bit of a recap of what happens on other places, please. I hope, I hope Santana. Not everyone watches everything.
1: Hopefully Santana's okay. I me don't know. too. He's I love been, Santana. He's
0: been out since he got randomly hurt in blood and guts. I've been saying he could be a singles guy if he needs
1: to, right? No. I think he's that good. You can't do a street well, sweeper by yourself. I know. But, anyways, that's not how it works. True. You can't do that. Then Sting joins the fight with a baseball bat, hustle black are gone, whatever. Uh sit up power bomb from Murphy for two, or a Liger Bomb as Excalibur will never not refer to Never to not. It as Rice. Right. Like a Juju Katami. Right. Uh Poison Rana from Darby, uh later on a Crucifix bomb for two. Uh Murphy blocks code red, gets a backside pin for two. Then uh interestingly enough a buckle bomb and a curb stomp from Murphy mm-hmm. for two.
0: Hmm right
1: mm, disciple still in there buckle bombs mm. always make me nervous no buckle bombs are fine unless you're old and you're sting. Yeah. uh barricade buckle bomb is the dangerous one right so i thought that was cool because seth rollins because mm-hmm. they were in a faction together they were well it was more of a tag team because aop weren't there for that long and then theory was there for like what two weeks or something right. i don't know 2020 was weird yo it extracting was. eyes and all yes a uh, uh, scorpion death drop from the ropes for two from
0: Darby did it look great like I wasn't quite sure what I just saw the impact I thought it was uh, something else like I was struggling to see who took what on it but mm-hmm. Excalibur explained for
1: us I guess mm-hmm. uh, Darby wins with a coffin drop because Murphy's kind of like draped in ropes like yeah. through the middle so he hits him at the coffin drop to the back while he was in the ropes
0: I like that variation um, yeah so that's kind of cool
1: and he got the win uh, then there's a post match interview with Shivani um, so he's talking about how Darby and Sting uh, teamed with, I think, Muda and uh, Pro Sling Noah, I want to yeah. say, in, in
0: Japan. Um, I saw pictures of Darby Allen pushing uh, Muda around in a wheelchair, I think, backstage or whatever. It was interesting.
1: <laughs> uh, And Darby's win streak recently because um, he's been fighting champion, which I'll talk about after because I think it's been pretty good. Yep. Um, Samoa Joe appears on the Tron. He's not gone. Right. Uh, And says he is coming to take everything from Darby. He feels the gold he stole from Joe is his but he's coming back to take what is his and the king will not be usurped by someone like Darby. Um, he did also call him dead boy again mm-hmm. at the beginning, which is funny. And winning the title is the biggest mistake of his career. And the king has spoken.
0: Yeah. Uh, Very nice. Match wise. I thought it was really fun. And I'm going to say standard Darby Allen match, but that's not derogatory at all. That's a good thing, right? His opponent gets to look great, can showcase whatever he wants. And Darby gets to look resilient, hit some of his own cool stuff. And then win and this time I liked the variation of the coffin drop as Matthews was kind of hanging over the second rope right I think it was and like Buddy Matthews has an incredible incredible offensive arsenal oh, yeah. so he's like a great opponent for Allen to work with because Allen's willing to do anything and mm-hmm. I was saying it when we were watching it like I bet you that top talent just line up to work with Darby Allen he's small so you can just throw him around and he will let you do whatever you want to look good right uh, again great to see Matthews get a decent amount of TV in a good match. Um, so I quite like this. The promo afterwards, another good promo from Joe. It seems like yet another slightly different style, right? Like his promos are all feeling kind of different to me, which I really, really like. He's like, like the, the he anti angry the Or like, yeah, he goes angry or like kind of quiet, almost funny, sarcastic, and then whatever this was, right? So it's setting up another match. I guess it's the rubber match between these two, right? They've had, they're one and one right now. Uh, yes, so, yeah, because he won the first one with the
1: skateboard and stuff, right. and then Darby won recently.
0: Now, I assume Darby wins the third one because he's on AEW, and I don't know what Joe's doing, I don't know what ROH is doing, but I'm not entirely sure, and it should be a good match. So, yeah, I like this whole package, the match and the promo. Mm-hmm. You? Um, yeah, I, I like it a lot.
1: It's, I don't know, it's really nice to see Murphy back again, because he's my boy. And just showcasing stuff, like, he's awesome, right? So, it's yeah. nice to see him throw somebody around a <laughs> yeah. bit. Like and wasn't there like there was a bit where like he power bombed him and then buckle bombed or was that? No, that was Cage my bad. Yes. Um but yeah, like he's got some great offense right and I think again like last week the the second match on the show should have been the opener like this was far better. I
0: don't disagree.
1: Um I think Buck's top flight last week was better but like Agree. it's in the same vein as where this should have started cuz yep. this was a lot better than the opener. Yeah, fun
0: match. Murphy
1: look great here because I haven't seen him in a bit. Coming back facing Darby is a great move for him too. Even though he lost, anyone's gonna look good there. Like you said, so he benefits a lot from that. Um, as someone who's already got sick offense, right? Um, no Murphy's Law though, so that kind of sucks. But <laughs> I mean, he's not gonna win, so I guess it's okay. Right. It is kind of like the drill claw effect though. Like just do the thing I want. to do. Which we got
0: to see only in a replay that from another show. Count. But we got a real claw.
1: drill claw. Right. Um, I missed watching him in action, so it's pleased to see him in spotlight again. Got a great showing here, and like again, House of Black. I hope they appear on Dynamite more, cause so that he doesn't disappear from view again. Black doesn't disappear from view. Like I like all; they're all really great, right? So it's kind of a shame they've been on Rampage the whole time since their return. It just right? feels like they don't quite know what to do with them, which sucks. Right? Cause there's it's such like on paper it's such a good group because the gimmick yes. the gimmick doesn't suck, and then also like it the pool of talent
0: there is awesome but maybe it's like too dark and spooky and doesn't quite fit in with the general dynamite maybe but like i don't even
1: so it's not like a bray wyatt thing where it's like too
0: supernatural so like i feel
1: like it could fit in if they just like kind of figure it out it's not like it's not the most supernatural thing at most the lights go on they appear which i think that's fine yep and at most they use black mist it's not like they're oozing black goo they're most alexa bliss but like so i i don't know i think i feel like it's i do think they kind of don't know right but like yeah I don't know. I feel like it's not the worst thing to figure out because, like,
0: it, all, it could be. They're all super talented. You could have to deal with Abaddon, right? That's, like, yes, more to me. Right. And it just feels like stops and starts for them, right? Yes. Like, it's, uh, okay, they're back, and we're going to have them on TV for a couple weeks, and then they're gone. By TV, they mean Rampage. Yeah, right. I guess.
1: <laughs> um. Also, nice and surprised to see the the Joe uh promo post-match. uh. The king of TV is not dead yet. We do like that little dead character, dead, yeah. right? So it's a mixed bag, though, because I really love his current stick with the king of TV, which worked better when he had both belts, right? Did. So, obviously, then that made sense. But Darby's also really great as a TNT champ because I, I really like what he does with the belt. Because I think, even better than what Cody did, like mm-hmm. he is really the workhorse champion and he's he makes the title visible, is the thing for me, right? Because I feel like under Wardlow, yep. it kind of felt invisible. Scorpio Sky didn't defend it a lot. Guevara did a solid job, but like even his he hot potatoed the belt a lot, right? So like I feel like Darby is probably my favorite TNT
0: champion. Like he just really does a lot with the belt and, and his style. Not only is he open challenging and defending all the time, but he's getting his butt kicked in every single one right. of those matches, and he's still doing it the next week, right? right. So it's even. And I, he I looks good. Like, and he makes other right. people
1: look good. Like he just, I think he's a really great mid card champion. So that it's kind of like a double-edged sword here because I, re- I really want joe to have the belt too but mm-hmm. like i think darby is also great so you can't really do both i guess the only upshot is like you can't i can't really lose here like i think it's a kind yeah, of a win-win although like i I want to have both because it's I, I don't know they they both do a really good job i, mean, I think darby like I don't, it's been a long time since he held the tnt title tnt title the first time but like i i it did kind of remind me like even though two of his defenses were on rampage like mm-hmm. Still, like he does make the belt visible, right? Which I think is kind of important. So. And he's
0: your ideal open challenge fighting baby face, right? right? Like it's very impressive because he mm-hmm. just with Wardlow, it was like it was pretty easy every week, you know what I mean? But Darby's like getting killed every week and still coming back, right? right? So I think it works really well. And he's for been, him.
1: even brought in like someone like Kushida, which is kind of yeah. unique. So it's like you can kind of do that sometimes. Which like, it was kind of what Cody did. He faced well, okay, not as much well, because he faced Warhorse. So that's <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. This is good, but like. Indie darling warhorse. I mean, like, you and Cody kind of did that because, like, Kingston and Starks came in through Cody's run, right? Mm-hmm. And they were both from uh, NWA. Yeah. And I just
0: always remember Brody Lee just killing Cody. Oh, that was awesome. Such a great match. An underused sort of match style, right? Like, just killed him. Yeah, I think
1: they did that, like, maybe twice, which it was Co- – they did – it was both they- – the, it, that's the term you got Cody Rhodes yeah uh, it was who was the second one Malachi oh right the first match right think, right right, right? Cause the, but then the way they did that feud was weird too because when he came in, they did it right he, he pasted Cody the first time mm-hmm. then beat him again and then he lost right because why would you go over Cody again no you dare try that even match. Steven exactly WWE oh, well, even, stuff. almost <laughs> it's weird because it's like if you're going to have him lose like lose the second match so then it like, right. it, it didn't make sense but, yeah, maybe Samoa Joe could Cody Rhodes Darby Allen. He could, for sure. It
0: wouldn't even really hurt Allen that much.
1: I don't mean I don't really want him to, but I also do want him to. Yeah.
0: You know? Mm-hmm. So it's
1: like, I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that matches next week,
1: so that's, that's neat. Yeah, that's is it, cool. It's no holds barred or something, right? So I don't think he will Cody Rhodes him. No, probably not. No. He just beat so. the hell out of him for oh, 15 oh, minutes, oh, probably. oh, oh, oh. You know who should face Danielson? Who? You want to guess who I'm going to say? No. You, you, you
0: probably, you'll see it coming. I don't know. Taylor Rust. Oh, <laughs> no. I don't think that's happening.
1: What? That totally makes sense.
0: No. Yeah? It's not exactly a draw.
1: You dare. Unfortunately. But you, hey, you I he like beats, him too. He beats Thatcher. Need you another know, technical guy? Oh, hello, Taylor Rust. Nice to see you. Right. Could um, be. The only you issue is they might have some difficulty securing the rights to his NXT theme. So, yeah, that's a bit of a difficulty.
0: No, only Tyler Rust fan.
1: Hey, that's mean to Tyler Rust. Yeah, I like him, I Taylor guess, Rust.
0: Rust Taylor. Whatever his name is. Ryan Taylor, when I used to watch him on Championship Wrestling that's from so Hollywood. That's
1: lame. He needs Rust
0: in his name. And he, was, he was in a tag team with a yoga guy. He's, I forget he's what their a name. diamond
1: in the rust. Yes. Okay, let's get. Kate, Okay, that's still the moving. best catchphrase ever. we got places ever. to
0: go. Keep this party rolling.
1: Um. Next again, Adam Cole package. Oh, he said he can rest easy knowing he's able to work out in the ring. So I guess he's working out in the ring. Uh, Cole spoke about how he doesn't know when he's able to wrestle again, but that day's coming soon, and they kind of pan to the revolution flag thing up yeah, there. Yeah, right. So... Hmm. So, Which would be cool, because at last year's revolution, that was when he was facing Adamander Page. Right. And he wore, like, that halo gear.
0: So Yeah, I thought this was another cool little vignette it's establishing Cole as the hard-working babyface returning from an injury right so and I and you love Cole as a heel but he is a super capable babyface as well and that's a lot harder to find so coming off of a serious injury possible career ender it makes sense to lean into him being a babyface plus I think he's eventually going to be a challenger to MJF right and if that's the route they're going that's a great match and Cole as a babyface makes sense
1: no gross yeah he kept saying new adam cole but right. i want the old adam it was cole. them going
0: just to clarify i'm a baby face with no affiliations to anyone else right now <sighs> right so the wait oh okay all right here we go so um
1: Kyler riley comes back soon Babyface tag team cole turns on him boom heal adam
0: cole you could presto well he will be a heel at some point Not now. If
1: anything, we haven't seen Kyle O'Reilly wrestle longer than I'm cool because I think the last time O'Reilly wrestled was, okay, I might be wrong, I don't know, last time I remember him wrestling, we'll say, was when he won that battle royal, and then he wrestled Mox, Mm -hmm. uh, because the winner would face Tanahashi, and we knew he would lose, and he lost. And then, I know he wrestled Darby at double-nothing, I think that was before, though. Yeah, that was before. Alright, never mind. (laughs) I think I'm right. Sure. Yeah. Which would be pre- before Super important. Or. Yeah. You, you're telling me. You don't care where Kyle O'Reilly went. I do not. I just want him to come back. I don't really care where he is. I care where he is because then he needs to come back from wherever he is. Okay. That's how coming back works. Good Canadian yeah, boy. You need, you need somewhere to come back from. I guess. Yeah. I wonder why he injured. Did he get concussed? I don't think so. Anyways. Speaking of Canadian boys. Boom. Ethan Page and not Canadian Matt Hardy versus also not Canadian Jungle Hook. Correct. So there's one Canadian guy here. Um. And side note, Isaiah Cassidy and Soakley Hathaway also not Canadian.
0: And it's like Cassidy's uh servant that doesn't want to be.
1: No, because remember they have Hardy and Private Hardy's contracts. Against their will. In the firm. Which yeah. I um, seem to have Hardy Boys theme, which scared me for a second. Yeah, thought Jeff was yeah. making a return. Oh, thank God. No offense. Surprise uh, rumble. Partial,
0: it- partial offense. Surprise rumble entrance.
1: Ew. <laughs> Gross. Um. But Paige and Hathaway shut that down. Paige's theme hits. Men of the Year theme, okay? That theme slaps, all right? Brings Scorp back just
0: to do that. The what theme did is Page that? say that made a the slap? The theme slaps. When? To, to- On the way to the ring, I think it was. Oh. He said something and we both laughed. But now I can't fu- remember oh. what it was. It was funny. It was a very Ethan Page thing to say. Oh, this is where you clap or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Or this <laughs> is where you cheer or something. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, some notables.
1: Uh, Page tried to hit Hook with an ego's edge on the outside. Jungle Boy hit him with a suicide dive. Hook hot tag for your post-commercial break. Then the finish comes. There wasn't a lot to note here. No, there wasn't. Uh, Page went for a twist of fate. Jungle Boy counter-locked him in the snare trap. Uh, tried to take out to Hardy. Who wasn't reaching a lot, but he was kind of reaching. Hook took him out. Page tapped. Match over. Um, it. I'll just go quick. Like I mm-hmm. thought it was okay. It feels like Page slipped down more after a couple months of them really giving him like some good presentation, which I was really happy about. And this felt kind of low for him. Like, like even though he's not the highest guy, I felt a little beneath him. I don't know. I like, had that.
0: I thought he looked a little foolish at. the He fish, did right, like which I absol- didn't like. like
1: Because the presentation of him ever since the firm, it was really great. Like, I was really enjoying him, like, having some solid presentation, even, like, even losing to Danielson. Like, he did kind of, like, fall a bit after the eliminator tournament, but, like, I feel like he was doing really good in the first, like, in the last few months. It felt like like a step back, right? Right. That was my, I wasn't a big fan This feels like, I feel like, I guess, like, him, his promo abilities and whatever, like, it does lend itself well to this storyline, but, like... You can do this with the lower firm guys or something.
0: Yeah, I I also use the same adjective. It oh, was, that
1: reminds me. I saw them advertising, you know the unrestricted podcast they do? Yeah. Uh, I
0: saw um, it said
1: had Cass, but it said big Bill Morrissey. Nice. I don't know if that's like, better or not.
0: <laughs> I thought this was just okay as well. Um it was pretty short. Hook hit some cool suplexes, but kind of like the Andretti Starks dynamic, it felt like Hook was more of the focus than Jungle Boy, right? So Which I mean, I guess it makes sense, but... I guess. And I don't know. I, I thought this was all right. I didn't love it. I didn't love the treatment of Paige. I don't love him tagging with Hardy. I don't love him losing and look kind of silly, but the match was fine, I guess. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, I guess it's like... It's cause you, I guess you got a jungle hookover, but then that
1: kind of does a disservice to Paige, right? Like, if it was Matt Hardy and Private Party or, like, something, then that's fine, but I don't know. Just if It kind of sucks for Ethan Page um also that just reminded me private party still like remember they were so huge at the beginning mm-hmm. and then ever since they joined HFO it's just been nothing nothing cuz remember it was a huge thing they beat the bucks and the yeah. inaugural tag title tournament yeah. that was huge and that was like kind of a star making thing for them and it's just kind of like and then they just got lapped by top flight who were like a similar super athletic young you know, and experienced part that team, party right? got like more, had more to them like they had like their yeah. whole gimmick was cool but like no, it's just like i don't care anymore and like when's the last time they've been prominent in anything not at all and this feels just like again low
0: card yep uh next we get the gun family therapy Woo. not what i expected i'll say that What do you mean? I thought it was going to be like a comedy leaning, if not full on comedy segment. It was not. It was like almost like a facility for an interview. It really was just a sit down between two tag teams, right ahead of a title match. You could have done this with Renee, which is fine. Like I'm not complaining. Yeah, but you could have done this with Renee, and what's the difference? Right, I have one complaint, but I'll let you Mm -hmm. explain it first.
1: Um, Austin Colton said that Billy wasn't there for them during his career because he was on the road like most of the most of the every year. Um. Catherine bowen took shots at them for not being successful in a popular team like that colton talked about billy's failure as a father like i think what all of their mistakes are He's his all of our
0: failures are, are because of your failures as a father which was pretty even billy gunn like touched his heart there at that like that was a direct was shot nice. there yeah yeah um billy asked them what they
1: want they want the title shot so that's pretty obvious i mm-hmm. guess
0: yeah it was better than i expected actually uh again didn't go the comedy route at all and i thought that's where they were going but the worst part of this, I thought the therapist, who didn't actually say anything or very little, but it was the over-the-top reactions while they were while the other groups were talking, and it just felt like I was watching like um, a TikTok or something. Honestly where it would have been better with Renee. <laughs> it's super exaggerated facial expressions. It didn't really help at all. But I thought each side made some valid points, right? Because they acclaimed as like You've had all of this time to mend your issues with your dad, and you've done nothing. And they're saying, well, our dad was on the road 320 days a year, and we basically didn't have a dad, and that's why we're all screwed up, and it's all his fault. I found uh, Colton's delivery a little bit awkward, but again, he's super new to wrestling. Um, But I like the segment more than I thought. It helps set up a title match, I guess. It's not necessarily the title match I want, but... Um, it's like a placeholder match, as we would call mm-hmm. it, right? So it, I, I thought this was good enough.
1: I thought it was pretty solid, yeah. If nothing else, the Guns didn't suck. <laughs> True, again. Which, like, was it as entertaining as the FTR, FTR Memorial? No. no. But was it bad? Also no. No. So when I'm speaking with the Guns, I'll take that as a win. Yep, for sure. Um, the acclaimed and Billy were solid, too. The, this only really accomplished setting up the title match I expected but don't need but as long as it's not the pay-per-view title match, which I don't think it will be, because we still have, like, over a month. I don't think so. Um, it, I'm fine with it, I guess. Like, a placeholder one, I guess. Like, at least there's history there. It's not like, hey, they're randomly defending against Butcher and Blade, which I think they did already. Probably. Um, S- a similar level team, Exactly. To be but, like, at least there's history yeah. with this. Like, this was uh, when they turned face, like, last year. But so. there's a little
0: bit of, we've done this
1: already. Yeah. Right? You guys fought over Billy Gunn already. Yeah. But anyways. I guess now there's the titles at stake, which right. also doesn't feel right either, but uh, whatever. Yep. Uh, Next, we get a hangman interview with Renee. Um, She asked like as for more details of what's next for him. And he says he doesn't want to get too specific. And he says when he looks forward, he can't help but look back to Ohio where this started. Not what I wanted. Uh, And he wants to do the impossible knockout mocks in Dayton, Ohio next week. So they're in a different Ohio. Mm-hmm. Different part of Ohio. Not Cincinnati. Right. Where he got knocked out. Right. Um uh, then Yuda comes in says Mox isn't cleared now, but he will be next week and he accepts because Yuda and Mox have like a telepathic connection, I guess. That's right. Um he says, why well, doesn't he fight him on Rampage on Friday? Uh then Hangman asks asks Yuda what makes him think what happened to Mox won't happen to him and then he leaves, which I really like that.
0: Yep. Uh, as as an ending line. A little bit inconsistent of Hangman because I thought he did such a great job acting conflicted about hurting Moxley at the end of their last match. But now he's like, I'm going to actually try and knock you out. So either I misread what he was trying to get across at the end of the match or they've changed. But anyways, I thought it it was maybe, fine. Maybe he's getting annoying because like, I don't know, like Renee is always asking yeah.
1: about stuff. And like, I
0: don't know. I, I Or he's embracing it. his like what. What side he thinks he needs to be to defeat Moxley, right? Is that he needs to kind of end it? I need to get past having any sympathy for him, and I just need to, yeah, I just need to end him. I thought Yuta sounded good here, and I think it's a really like good role for him to be like stepping in front of Moxley until Moxley's cleared, th- sort yeah. of thing, because it gives Yuta a really Solid good match setup for a rampage have. match, right? Which right. isn't always the case. Exactly. So I-, I didn't have a problem with this little segment. Mm-hmm
1: um yeah i thought it was good work from hangman again i'm totally okay with the third match next week i'm all for a decisive end to the feud me too um as much as mox is my my main guy i think hangman should come out on top again i do too um like i think he just has more to benefit from winning here um and mox can handle a loss easy and like i think like if like hangman were to go like if they're gonna do that elite thing that i'm yeah anticipating i
0: think hangman needs a win here and mox is totally capable of just taking a loss it just feels like i hate to use the words as wws but momentum wise right moxie's cooling off a little bit after being at the top for quite a while and they're sort of reheating hangman to get which back. i think is what they need and to maybe right? moxie still got his vacation coming to him or whatever right that's been i hope so. put off forever but Jeez. um yeah i think so too i think it's time for hangman to sort of ascend again mm-hmm. a little bit and not that you mm-hmm. can't go back to Mox whenever you want. Right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and I think like a solid setup for a rampage match. I'm sure Hangman Yuta was cool. Didn't, yeah. Didn't watch it. I'm sure it was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh next we get Brian Danielson versus Brian Cage. Brian versus Brian, they are spelled differently. Mm-hmm. I made that joke already.
0: And this is where MJF is paying uh, Cage to specifically break Danielson's arm, right? So that becomes part of the story of this match for sure.
1: If he really wants to take him out, just tell him to extract his eye. God, right? Such an idiot. Uh, the show clips of uh, Cage's rampage went over Willie Mac
0: last week. Drill claw didn't see that either. Oh yeah, that's where the drill claw was. Drill claw on a pretty large man as well.
1: Yeah, but like he didn't drill claw Danielson. Like if you're gonna drill claw anyone, drill claw Danielson. That'll literally, literally kill him. Mm-hmm. Like if Cage faces Adam Cole. As much as I love Adam Cole, if you want to beat him, drill claw him. That will kill him for sure. Or like if if you're facing Edge, a drill claw will kill him. Edge came up a lot on Impact this week. Oh yeah, I saw. You, did you see that? <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Uh uh yeah, I actually kinda like that. I saw. Um so Danielson with the kicks in the corner early, uh the the C kicks.
0: Yeah. Bandito. Oh right. Like yeah. C I think a letter C.
1: Like what? <laughs> gotcha. I'm on uh, board now. Little bell lock early on, Cage gets a rope break with its foot. Um uh cage lifts brian in a military press
0: and throws him in, in the corner that, that, that got a bit reaction from me I was, that I, I was like, dangerous man that looked unnecessary for a guy <laughs> a neck injury away from being retired that's what i'm saying a drill claw would kill him yeah uh bear hug when we get back from commercial break oh yeah your favorite oh yeah isn't that how i beat you in
1: 2k you didn't beat me okay you're the referee and you screwed <laughs> me against big john stud
0: oh is that what it was
1: yeah i think i was playing as like uh you were ruthless so aggression brock lesnar and you just screw-jobbed me. Yeah, that's in, right. I
0: think it was an NXT. That's what I do. I'm a heel. Lesnar kay? versus Big heel. John style. Heel for life. <laughs> Crooked ref. Um,
1: uh,
0: there's an outside-in, I think it was a German by Cage, it looked like. He did his normal like regular outside-in, and then he did a German, which was cool. I don't think I've seen him do that before. Mm-hmm. Just a beast, this guy. It's like a video, like a video game. No, character. he's not a beast. He's a machine. He is a machine, and that's why they call him
1: Cage. That's right. Okay, <laughs> it all makes sense. It does. Uh, and he's, and he's also a swolverine, so he that's Sw- why he's a machine, he which is, is why swolverine. they call him Cage. Mm-hmm. So it, it all, it all connects back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the yes kicks from Danson or C, if you will. Uh, the finish comes with a buckle bomb, and then a power bomb from Cage. He goes to lift him up again, then dancing kind of rolls. He flips, flips over and rolls him up for the win. Uh, the post-match, Cage attacks Danielson keeps going after him, uh, targets the arm, MJF walks out, hands Cage a steel chair, Cage puts it around Danielson's arm and sends him into the post. Um, MJF sends Danielson back in the ring, continues to beat him down, then Cage comes back in, back in and puts the chair on Danielson's arm again, then MJF wants to, like, stomp him from mm-hmm. the middle rope, and then Tekesha runs out, uh, MJF runs off, and then Cage and Takesha briefly brawl until he takes him out with his jump and knee.
0: Yeah, um. Nice. I liked the match quite a bit. It was different because Danielson didn't get a ton of offense along the way. Cage looked dominant, ton of power moves. He always looks great. Like he looks like he's just a video game and he's hitting every like high impact offensive thing you want. Um if I'm going to nitpick it, there was a couple spots where he like no-sold Danielson's offense, right? Like firing up, which I don't think he needed on top of hitting a ton of dominant offense, but it wasn't my favorite match of the Danielson sort of trials, but it was it's still probably my least favorite one. Still a really good T V match, right? Um, yeah, and that's kinda of more of a credit to the first two as well. Like, Danielson wasn't way. in control a lot of this match, right? Which is what I, what I like. I kinda to see. wish I got a little more time too. Um, and this angle's been a really simple way to get great T V matches every week. So we I like this one as well. The
1: one we're getting next week
0: we'll talk about that. Exactly. Pretty day. excited for that. We yeah. might be two of the more excited people because we liked his next opponent a lot more than some people do but which i didn't
1: much at first but then he really did come i I, did come around oh yeah i quite enjoy him Mm -hmm. um i thought it was a solid tv match i think they could have done a bit more maybe a bit longer but it was good for what it was for a danielson match the finish kind of underwhelmed but i guess it's something different and maybe the desperation with the injured arm that you can kind of make that defense yep um solid stuff still no drill claw so i hate everything uh,
0: post-match stuff was solid to catch on TV again, so that's pretty great. True. Uh, and no drill claws, so I don't care. And I think the post-match stuff is also setting up Danielson won't be at 100%, right? He's going to basically wrestle with one arm, and that Which gives him an that's... out for losing. Right, and
1: also maybe like that's how MJF can kind of hang with him.
0: Right, and if you have him in a 60-minute match, right, that um, a lot of that can be MJF working that arm because uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's the only way he's going to hang with Danielson, I think. So, yeah, it kind of makes sense, right?
1: Indeed. Uh, then we go to dance in the medical room. Uh, Doc Samson gives a medical update with a. Partially separated armor, whatever. Some medical terminology, I don't care. Oh, it was
0: super technical term. I don't even know. That he know. used, do me either. Don't uh,
1: Downson asks if he can still wrestle. Um, Sanson replies no. Downson shouts he doesn't care. He's wrestled with a messed up shoulder for an hour or something, or he will. I don't know if he said he did or if he will.
0: I think he said he did. He wrestled he he did. with a separated shoulder for an hour. Yeah. So this like, will yeah. be enough light work I know. think
1: there's fear behind MJF's
0: mask, and he will
1: expose him. The man who should be AEW world champion will be, and he will take everything from him. I thought it was solid. I really liked the intensity.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. It was pretty short, but I I liked it. He showed great fire, especially at the end of this. And I think it's this idea, similar to what they're doing with Breaker and Waller, um, is that MJF is getting to him, right? Like The nonstop obnoxiousness and attacks and stuff is getting to Danielson finally, and he just wants to get his hands on MJF regardless of if he's healthy or not, right? So uh, I think they're telling a pretty decent story. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I I like where it's going. Um, next we get Tony Storm versus Ruby Soho.
0: My first note, Storm is orange. Very, very orange. Especially in the, what was it, a little... The promo the, thing? Yeah. yeah, her face. Splits promo, yeah. Very orange. Uh,
1: and she's wearing tights now, so that's how you know she's mean as hell. Right. Because she didn't wear tights last week.
0: You don't understand how you notice and remember these things. Um... Well, A,
1: I just noticed it looked weird that she was wearing, like, pants or long tights. And then, also, they replayed last week, so I was able to see she was not wearing tights. Still didn't notice, if you're me. Well, you know, like, flesh legs look different than when you're wearing I know, but
0: I would never, like, hey, that's the difference. But you are detail-oriented. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. You notice her skin. I did notice her skin. And I'm colorblind, folks. <laughs> and I was even like. Color deficient. Sorry. Severely color deficient. And I picked up on the <laughs> fact that she is of unnatural, like Oompa Loompa ish. Almost. Yeah. Bordering on Oompa Loompa. Yeah.
1: Um. Some notables are forearms and chops, backing Storm in the corner from Soho. Uh, Thumb to the eye, hip attack Soho off the apron from Storm.
0: Although I will say, I thought Guevara looked a bit orange this week, too. Think there's some some fake tanning spray tan issues, but anyways, sorry, go ahead. Just I wanted to know. say it's not just females I'm picking on for looking orange and no, notice people hands. MJF hands look weird. Apparently, right? after the first time he was doing it on purpose because it was getting him so much heat online, people <laughs> noticing. Nice. But anyways, Um Zydo Suplexes from Soho. Waiting for it. Doomsday Suplexes. There you go. <laughs> uh,
1: then a strike combo followed by backheel trip. No, it's not. Nothing. As, no. I got nothing. No, good. Doomsday back heel trip. No. Exactly. <laughs> no.
0: Exactly. Uh, Tony Storm fakes a broken nose and it's a German tuplex. And it was the ref stoppage comes and checks, which is starting to bug me. They did it on NXT as well this week. Um, the goal of wrestling someone is to hurt them, right? To hurt them to the point where they give up or you pin their shoulders to the mat. So checking on people for being hurt is bugging me. The point is to hurt them. If it's real, I get it, right? But working it into a storyline too often starts to bug me. The point is you're fighting each other and trying to hurt each other. But anyways, I digress. Uh, hip attack and a Trinidad GT from Storm for two. Hip attack look good, as
1: always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Baker's music hits and she's track Storm. Then Soho takes advantage to beat Storm with the Destination Unknown, which is, as I like to call it, crummy Blade Runner.
0: So Tony Storm's a heel? Exactly. Brit Baker's a heel? Exactly. Heel distracts a heel. That's what I'm saying. It's uh, it's really weird. Or is Brit becoming a face?
1: Have we double turned? No, cuz they never really actually turned Baker and her face. But the
0: hater promo later doesn't even feel heel. But like, oh, Emmy Baker are coming so out to distract her. Doesn't feel a face. But she's distracting a heel to cause a heel to lose. Right, but kind of it doesn't feel, it feels like she's still a heel to me. We're pretty smart dudes that watch a lot of wrestling. It should be a little more clear than this, I feel <laughs> Probably, like. right? I mean, I'm going to take the liberties of calling us pretty smart dudes. I don't think there's confirmation of that. I don't think so. But there's nobody here to disagree. So no, you can reach out to us if you disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Vehemently disagree that we're intelligent people. But I don't understand what's going on here. And not in the way that like, it makes me interested to find out what's going on. It's irritating me a little bit. I don't yeah, know like you. I, don't, I you
1: shouldn't have to do this much guesswork. I guess, right? right? I agree. Like uh, it's, it's really weird. Like I guess like Antonia didn't even seem super heel to me, other than the whole faking the injury thing, um, and like she didn't feel super heel to me, especially getting distracted by Baker, also a heel, right? Like I don't, I don't think she's a face yet. Like it, it's just weird, and she lost. And Storm doesn't feel much of a heel to me. Just a week after the randomness of last week, also first match as a heel, if you want to call her that, lost to ruby soho right uh anyways like it was fine i'm just not caring much it's just confusing
0: and i don't really care to like i thought the match was okay i just i don't find ruby soho very interesting there's been matches of hers i know i've liked i can't name any off the top of my head but i know i have but i just don't see her ceiling being very high and i don't think she's good in promos and stuff so i don't ever see her as like a top tier talent and i'm just kind of indifferent to her a lot of the time which is too bad i want to like her but yeah i'm just not i'm not trying i guess i (laughs) I, I think i'm at that point too
1: like it's just like she was fine like and she's just kind of been continuous slipping down ever since she came in or is baker a tweener is she like an anti-hero i I don't again i don't know i don't think so and more to the point i agree i don't know right
0: but anyways i guess we'll figure it out someday Mm mm-hmm
1: um, MJ promo next. Uh he ripped on Takesh again, making fun of his name again. Woo. Uh MJ trashed Takeshta saying he it wasn't smart to get involved. And he told him to stay out of his business or there will be consequences. Yay, more Takeshta. Right. Uh he trashed Danson for thinking he's a hero while MJ said that Brian Brian's obsessed with the AW world title. He said that this belt proves that he is that it is all worth it. And he said Brian had enough with a loving family and loving fan base in first battle Hall of Fame career. He kept on threatening Brian. Um he said this week. Uh Tony Khan issued an open contract for anybody to face Brian next week. He found somebody that likes to dismantle men. Then they have a brief video package from processing Noah for Timothy Thatcher. Yes, sir, and that's who we were referring yes, to. Sir. We
0: really like Thatcher in NXT. Oh, it's he's, he's such a perfect um a, a lot of people didn't.
1: He's such a perfect opponent for Danielson he too. Is. Like that just makes sense to me instantly.
0: Yes, that uh should be an yeah. exciting match. So I thought this was a strong promo from MJF, but not one where anything really stood out to me. There was no line I felt I needed to write down or anything that was like a super strong takeaway. I felt like it didn't need to be as long as it was, kind of for that reason, because there wasn't a ton of things that were memorable to me. But I am thrilled to get Thatcher Danielson. Um, That match could err a little too much on the side of holds and counters, but probably in a good way. And I would imagine... I would imagine Thatcher's just gonna have nine million ways to target oh, Daniel's shoulder. Yeah, he's right. gonna feel a field day with that. So that should be, um, that's one of my favorite things is targeting pre-existing or randomly occurring injuries. So I'm quite looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And Thatcher is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, another good point from MJF, the standard, but great stuff. Um, my main
1: take we gotta be Thatcher next week. Like hell yes. Yep. Um, super pumped for that. It's been way too long since we've seen our favorite psycho looking technical wrestler. Like, even in the package, I was like, oh, yeah, he looks like an absolute mania. He is, yes. Like, just his facial expressions and, like, just the way he's got such a mean mug, you know? Yes. Um, so I'm really uh excited for that. That will
0: be sweet next yeah. week. Um. Ta- there's a couple ta- of matches interesting, ta- right? Ta- Taylor we Rust get, after. If we get Joe Allen in this match, there's two I'm already interested Mox in. mock Hangman. All right, so that's a good lineup. That's three. Yeah. Boom. Uh, Next, we get Jamie Hater promo package. She's talking about
1: Emi Sakura being a wrestling legend. She's changed a lot since the first time, blah, blah, blah. Hater hits
0: hard. Match on Rampage. Don't care. Didn't sound like a heel promo, really. In my notes, it says a heel heel prom, which would be interesting. (laughs) Heels only at this prom. Maybe they'll do a prom for the AW heels thing, you know? But, like, complimenting the opponent and just being like, I'm different now? Well, not very heely. So, again... (laughs) Things are unclear to me, but I thought she sounded good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, she is the champion. I feel like her profile isn't high enough. You know what I mean? No. She's the face of your division in theory. I feel like it should be more than a, what was this, minute-long little promo, if that. So she did well, but I don't think that's enough necessarily. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Feels like
1: a bit since we've seen Cargill, too. Like That, yes. belt, that belt is just dead in the water the tbs title because she's held it for over a year
0: and it's just like i feel like maybe long. they thought she would be a lot better by now than she is and they're kind of like where do we go from here because she she's dropped it decent but she's not gonna have any amazing pay-per-view match like she's consistently the the weaker match one of the weaker matches on whatever major show right also so,
1: consistently on the paper the match i'm like why is this on
0: the pay per right not Doesn't even that it's like big. not great but i'm just like why is this here right so, yeah, I don't know if they're sort of pumping the brakes on her a bit or but figuring like, out what they're doing. If you're going to pump them, you
1: should also, she should also lose the title. No, I, I guess they don't have a plan. There's know.
0: no, yeah, like, where do you go with it? I don't know. But anyways. I know not. Yeah. Main, uh, na- main event time.
1: Main event time. Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. Um, so there's some exchange, a uh, chop exchange a while early on. Uh, Hip Toss Cartwheel Basement Dropkick from Lethal. Enzigiri from Briscoe. Lethal Combination from Lethal. Lethal co- Injection also connects. Mark rolls out of the ring, uh, running Blockbuster from the apron from Mark, which looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Froggy Bow through the t- Timekeeper's table on the top. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, rolls Lethal back in the ring to get a two count. Uh, he avoids Lethal Injection, clocked him with a lariat. Like he kind of like followed him and then did a really nice. Like it just yes. looked like he clobbered him, which was really nice. Then followed with another lariat. It flipped
0: Lethal right over. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then he wins with a J Driller for the win. Uh... He wins for the win sure redundant um and then roster gaz is on stage to pay tribute which was pretty cool everyone's there lethal like even like at the beginning and at the end he, he was crying he was
0: really emotional which i thought was that, that was kind of cool. he was basically crying before the match started so super emotional which adds to the match i thought it was a good match um with a memorable table spot with the froggy bow super cool move and pretty obvious to have him win with his brother's finisher which is a cool finisher anyways what would his finisher be otherwise uh a froggy bow probably. Oh, I think. Sense. Um, so I don't think this was a top tier main event, but it was good, right? A lot of emotion. There's for a lot the of outside factors in there, I yeah, guess, right? and which which elevates it. And then the the entire roster coming out on the stage was a nice touch. And Mark winning it is obviously the right call. I liked deal, also so. he came out with both tag belts. That was kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. I remember seeing like and they someone kept talking about as him as one half of the like sort of remembering Jay and saying he's still a tag team champion at this mm-hmm. point, which I thought was cool as well.
1: I also remember someone like I sent, I think the one guy that posted about, like death matches. He was like. Um, they are just posting promo, like, about, like, Jay talking about there are always tag titles and, like, they don't want to leave without him or something, and then it's, like, kind of interesting that he died as tag champ, Mm -hmm. I guess, so that's kind of interesting.
0: So, yeah, I thought it was, like, not an amazing blow-away main event, but considering all the factors surrounding it, it was a really nice main event to have, I thought, and Jay Lethal just continues to have good matches with everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it was solid. I Mark Briscoe is actually surprisingly solid. Like on, yeah, on oh man. they've been wrestling forever. They're, they're good. They just have a, a different style, right? It's this this redneck kung fu mixed in with like um, aerial stuff. And uh, yeah, they're just a, they're a different mm-hmm. uh, style. Yeah, given Reese events, this was the obvious choice for the
1: main event, a last minute one. But um, obviously, like, it makes sense. And I think was, you mentioned Jay, Jay's
0: birthday, too. Right, which is crazy that it worked out to that. It was oh, going to yeah. be 39 on, on Wednesday a huh. young man he's younger than you yeah he is that's why his kids are so much younger that's why it sucks so much for Dude. them yeah it's not good mm-hmm. <clears throat> um everything else aside like just as a match i thought it was pretty solid not
1: the best main event but like it was still solid like lethal hits and nice stuff the mark is a nice offense too if i go through the table is pretty nice yeah. jay J- driller was a nice touch Looks sick too and then everything else I think was nice too. Just like all encompassing all factors. And I think another classy move from AW2 is all an all around. Nice tribute. Nice main event. Like kind of like reminds me of the Brody Lee thing a bit. Like, right. It's nice that they do like
0: that, that kind of stuff. They are, seem to be a classy company. The, and Tony Khan, maybe a billionaire with some heart to him, which would be a nice thing. Probably an seems, anomaly. Seems like opinion. Right. Yeah. Or he recognized there's money in it or both. It can be both, right? <laughs> it, it could, it yeah. can be both. up. That, that, that's and, fair enough. Yep. Um, overall thoughts on the show not a top level dynamite because really in terms of matches i really enjoyed i'd say alan buddy matthews was really good um cage danielson was good in the main event but then like tony storm ruby soho i didn't love the opener i think we both agree something was excuse me a bit wonky about it right um yeah a little bit and then Promo and segment-wise, there wasn't anything that really stood out to be amazing to me. Like, the Cole thing was good enough. Uh, the tribute to Jay was nice. Um, but there was no real lengthy promo. MJFs was, I didn't think, super necessary. It was fine. So this is just a notch below a really strong so- show for me. So it feels like, like there's not a match I'd say you have to go out and see this, right? So for me, that immediately eliminates the A tier. So I gave this just a solid B. Still mm-hmm. a show like I enjoyed watching it. We watched it all in one shot this time. Um, but not. Uh, nothing blew me away, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. You? Yeah, I don't think it like,
1: breezed by. like It didn't feel long, but I don't think it like breezed by mm-hmm. like it has sometimes. Um, yeah, so I thought the opener was solid, right? It like, uh, kind of felt off, but it was solid. I really like Matthews, Murphy. Me too. And uh, Darby Allin. Um, tag match, eh. Nah. Uh, Danielson Cage is pretty good, but a little underwhelming. Um, women's match, it was fine, I guess. And the main event was pretty solid. Um, in a nice all around piece. Yep. Um, the family therapy thing was solid. Yeah, um, that's true. That overdelivered. I a- do package was all right. Um, like not the Hangman actually was pretty solid too. But none of the promos really stand out. Right, nothing like that blows you away. Um, MJF also solid. Um, so I think like next week looks pretty good. But yeah, I think this was like a B show, like pretty average.
0: Yeah, I feel like with that lineup next week, we're gonna get one match where we're like, this you Kinda need to go to, check out. Right, I think. Alright, well, um, that wraps up our Dynamite review. We'll move into some trivia that we always put in at this point in the show, and that is what we call Off the Top of His Head. Alright, so I'm keeping the Royal Rumble theme going. I've got a couple different things. In the hopper, as they say. That's what the kids say, right? In the hopper? I guess. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so, it... We're starting out with great, great Royal Rumble performances, and then I've got a couple like quick hitters after that, because I imagine you'll get these pretty quickly. So this is looking at Bleacher Reports, 10 Greatest Individual Royal Rumble Performances. Okay, so I'm going to give you the year and see if that triggers anything for you. And then if not, I can sort of give you hints along the way. So the first one I think is hard, starting at number 10. They are saying Royal Rumble 1991. Does that mean anything to you? So I know Hogan won that. Okay, so it's not him. It but I'll give you a hint cuz a lot of these are either like Iron Man performance, right? Or uh or woman possibly or maybe eliminations or like number of eliminations or something, right? So this one is an Iron Man performance. Oh, this person went 50 right? No, 52 Perfect. minutes. I will say it's a Canadian. Entered at number 6. Mountie? 52 minutes. Rick Martel. Correct. Really? El- eliminated by the British Bulldog. Right? Um, so he was just entering... It was around that time with his big feud with Jake the Snake Roberts and the blindfold match that was coming <laughs> up, right? And he was really good. Everyone's favorite match type. Because he was doing the model gimmick with the... Um, I remember this vividly, right? With his uh, co- with his cologne.
1: What's it? What was it called? Dude? Arrogance. That's. What it was. And
0: he would bring it in like a giant, like not a cologne bottle, but I don't know what those things the, are called. The thing, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> All right, so this one, I think these will more be in your wheelhouse. So the year is 1996. Uh, Michaels. That's uh, not Michael's Damn who you are we talking about.
1: Michaels was 95. Right? So this he is. He won this one too, though.
0: Lasted 48 minutes. Right. No, and he was still using. A previous gimmick that would definitely be changed later.
1: Ringmaster.
0: Nope. I don't know if I'm... I'm trying to find hints out of here. Uh, so he was a solid member of the mid card as of January 1996 arrived. And then he became sort of a breakout star. But he lost a match to Duke the Dumpster Drosy on the free-for-all. Any idea? No. Spoiled blue blood from Greenwich. Oh. Who's that? Uh, Hunter. Correct. Triple H. First. Honestly. 2014. Now we're getting into your weakness, Roman Reigns. I think. What did he do? I Eliminated mean, like 12 guys. I think. Which was a record at that point. Yeah. Still is.
1: I I think it's kind of a double edged sword because Strowman did 13, but that was in the 50 man. So right. like
0: I guess technically not. Right. So, so like I don't know. That is the one. Uh, what about 2017? Jericho. Correct. What did he do? He lasted like a while, right? That wasn't that the year he hit like most combined or whatever. Yes, like? he was an hour long performance. He was the Iron Man that year. Um, da, 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 da. He only eliminated two people, so and then he doesn't get that. And then category. who eliminated him? Do you know? Roman? Take, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yes, lucky guess. Um, nineteen ninety eight. Austin. Nope. Ah, uh, not Rock. Rock. Yes, the Rock. And do you know what he did? I guess I'm going to go eliminate he eliminated people, but I don't know. Iron Man entering Uh number five lasted about 52 minutes. Nice. And he was... Is he going to do it again? (laughs) He was the final man eliminated by whom? Austin. Correct. And that's the longest performance of Rock's career to that point. I mean, maybe he'll do it this year, right? (laughs) It could be. Hey, don't spoil my picks, okay? (laughs) Uh, 1994. Sort of someone kind of making a name for themselves, emerging as maybe a main event player. Luger. No. Brett. Had been acting as like a second for... Diesel. Correct. This was Diesel um, clearing the ring of a lot of people, right? Uh, He got rid of Quang, Owen Hart, Virgil, Billy, and Bart Gunn, Bob Backlund, Scott Stein. Bart Gunn, professional boxer, Bart Gunn. So seven eliminations, and that sort of inspired the support and that sort of sent him on that that run, they say. Uh, pretty easy one, 2006. Rey Mysterio. And what was notable? Iron Man. I think the, won. the record, right, as well? I believe, yes. Do you know how long he was in what for? Was it was like an hour, two minutes or something. Hour, two minutes, and 12 yeah, seconds. Yeah, that one's pretty famous. And as you said, he did, in fact, win. Um, yes.
1: Randall, Randall. Keith, Number three,
0: Randall, 2001. Kane. Okay. And what, and what was so great about it? Was it like 11 eliminations? Correct. He had the record until Roman did. Correct. So at the time, record 11 eliminations came in at number five yeah. and lasted 54 minutes. So for Egmont. Double. Yeah. That's, right, because he was also the runner up. That's, uh, that's a lengthy performance for him. Good for Kane. 2004. Mm, Benoit. Correct. He who shall not be mentioned. And what was the deal there?
1: Iron Man, he also won, right? I think he, he's one to one from number one, I think. Correct. one of the ones who won from number one correct wow that is a sentence
0: uh he lasted over an hour and yeah ended up winning coming in after entering first right yeah one of the ones who won from number one right his name should not be mentioned he
1: shall not be named
0: and then the obvious number one do i even need to tell you what it is michael's no what 1992 oh flair yes Really?
1: I'd go Michaels because I think he lasted longer. Didn't back. even
0: make the list. So Flair entered at what number, do you remember? Three. And yes. And lasted how long? Mm. Like an hour, just over an hour, right? And that was the big Flair and WWE, et cetera, et cetera, right? Okay, so that's probably like the biggest thing he did, right? So now a few quick hitters, starting with an easy one. I got, I think, five oh, so of them. was still going. What did Mick Foley do that was so unique at the 98 Rumble?
1: Entered three times with all those peeps. Which are? Mankind, dude, love Cactus
0: Jackson. Correct. I really like this one. I don't know if you'll know it, but it seems like the kind of thing you might. Though only lasting about three minutes in the 2002 Rumble, what impressive feat did Maven accomplish? eliminated Undertaker. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Because everyone knows that, right? Yeah. That's just tra- common knowledge. He drop
1: kicked him from the back and knocked him out. That's right. Like,
0: everyone knows that. Right. Um, okay. It's the only thing Maven ever did. So the first Royal Rumble was when? This isn't part of it, but. 88. Right, 88. So who was the first ever superstar to enter? I like this one, too. Brett. It is Brett. Nice. <laughs> just an informed guess or just like... It <laughs> just made sense. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, What was Curtis Axel's possibly accurate claim following the 2015 Rumble? Never eliminated. Correct. Do you remember the circumstances? What happened? Yeah, Rowan attacked him and then took a spot, but
1: then said... So- I just saw a post about that. It's like been like two thousand nine hundred twenty-two days. He's never he's been, been eliminated.
0: And you know what I really like? Did you know he's that, the Iron Man? Really, he coined a catchphrase off of that. What? Axel. <laughs> he often imitated, but never eliminated. <laughs> 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 Which I thought was a, probably the greatest thing he's ever done. Uh, last one. Uh, in two thousand three, Jericho entered and quickly eliminated Shawn Michaels after some shenanigans. What were the shenanigans? Oh, didn't Christian fake him out? <laughs> yes. So Christian, Christian, Kristen. <laughs> Christian basically came out for Jericho's entrance as Jericho and then Jericho yeah, attacked from I behind. I saw that like a little while. I don't know how I had remembered, but. Yes, very good. Um and I had it's funny, I had one more Royal Rumble idea for next week, but I guess the Rumble's over by then, but I still might do it. Yeah, you doof. I made a note of an idea I have for next week, so I won't tell you what it was. But that wraps up our trivia section and we'll shift gears back into talking about The week that was in wrestling, what we liked and didn't in a segment we call High Spots and Rest Holds. All right, so surprisingly, um, we're going to start talking about Raw. And I watched like over an hour of Raw because I was home after work and I was like, probably going to take a nap, you know, as I tend to do after work. And so I just put put it on in the background. And saw a major high spot that I think you're gonna talk about as well. So go yeah, ahead, I'll, I can I'll, contribute. I'll throw it out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so
1: from Raw thirty, or Raw is XXX. I saw some rest holds from there too, but oh, yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, we got one of both here. Nice. Um High Spot, which was the trial of Sam's name, which I saw a bit of the segment, so that was actually yep. pretty good. Uh like really paying off the story, like 'cause um Romans getting pissed at him and saying, like, Sam is basically like, I have no defense for like all like the accusations romans thrown at him, like yeah. working with kevin owens all that and so romans like he he gets really pissed I and mean, he's he sends solo to simone spike him and jay comes in with the save and then presents evidence like i so thought that's just really great like such a good
0: storyline and i've heard lots of people and jay even
1: talking about like he was the one against sammy for so long
0: right so it's like it's such a great i've heard some wrestling fans are using this storyline to try and get like their significant others or non-wrestling people because it's actually like a compelling, well-written story that doesn't necessarily feel like a cheesy wrestling thing. Like, it's actually well-acted and well-written, so they're like, trying to draw in, like, get their spouse or girlfriend or whoever right, to be like, watch this, because it's actually, like, you, you know, they say, like, wrestling's like it's a action, soap opera, yeah. tour, and it's a well-done story in a soap opera, it right? It almost feels not real or out of place, because it, it is so, so good. Because, yeah, like, know.
1: when's the last time they've done something this well done and, and sustained For it, For so long. It's been, and like, almost a year. And I think there was a bit of a lull, and then right, Sammy like, coming, it's just been That's amazing. a bit of a breadcrumbing, too, right? Yes. Like, with, like, Sammy, like, I don't know. Like, it's so weird how they've
0: done really good. And then I the t- the title match was solid, too. I thought it was, like, I thought it was, like, and it's funny because we... I think for some reason live we had it on and we could see that Sammy was involved in the match and we didn't but know. But he was in promo gear, right? So I ended up watching it from the beginning and it was just excellent, I thought, sports entertainment. Like the best mm-hmm. version of I think of it would have been Balor, or better if Balor was in instead yeah. of Dominic, but like it was still good. Because the in-ring action was really good. You had Balor sort of realistically interfering, getting caught and removed. You had Rhea Ripley getting involved in almost taking offense from a man, right? So it was that moment of, is she going to get attacked by a man? I feel like
1: maybe we could get a payoff to that. And the then Rumble. you
0: ha- you had like, my only nitpick is um, whichever Uso took the injury spot didn't do Jimmy. a very good job. Jimmy, of, like,
1: okay, you got you to gotta get this down now, all right?
0: First of all, he didn't do a good enough job of saying that he wanted to stay in the match. And second of all, he basically walked out under his own power on a knee injury that was so bad that unless it's like that was the plan, I don't I know. I can't imagine. So then Zayn gets added. Uh, yeah, just really, really interesting stuff. So a very good match, and even the stuff interrupting the match didn't feel like too much and made sense. So I thought it was awesome. Actually, mm-hmm. I was super impressed. Yeah, it was really it. nice, yeah. uh,
1: especially for Raw.
0: Exactly. Like it was. It was excellent. Like All around super high level sports entertainment.
1: Yeah. Right. And uh, than rest wrestle from Raw. My last bit of Raw was the DX and Kurt Angle nonsense. Didn't seem much, but it seems like the stuff we don't need.
0: I watched it. It was the only part the I. The only liked.
1: joke is that like, the only thing I've seen is people like joking about how like Kurt Angle's weird, like with DX.
0: Like it's just, I don't know. I, the only part I liked is that the old men in DX were literally like, "Nope, I don't want to fight you. I'm too old." Oh Instead yeah, of, that's like, getting the, over the kind of
1: high spot. And there was them putting over Imperium, right? Which I think that was because really I was
0: like, cool. "Oh no, they're gonna make Walter look terrible here." Nope. But it was like no none of us want and then i think still a little bit comedically like not afraid of them but just kind of like no way i'm too old to do this right
1: Right, like and i saw imperium faced rollins and i think street profits which is pretty cool yeah and then rollins we like run it back biatch (laughs) nice because i remember they faced off before uh survivor series 2019 they were faced off
0: on raw right uh so that was it for raw yes sir all right so taking a look at nxt then I wasn't a super big fan of any of the non-Dynamite stuff I watched this week. And I had a note here that I think you watched a bit of NXT and Impact, if I remember correctly. So if you have anything, just let me know to contribute. So a high spot for me on NXT. I thought there was an effective opening segment. I have one criticism, but that's because I'm a middle-aged man and not a young person. So it's probably unique to me and maybe my cohort. But um, so basically, Waller's like filming himself as he tends to do on the way into the PC. And he's sort of talking trash about Braun being like, "I know braun's in there lifting weights because braun lifts weights like nine hours a day mm-hmm. and never does any cardio, which is sort of like implying why how I'll beat him because he doesn't do cardio sort of thing so anyways, um he goes into the the PC, which I thought was a good use of it here, and he's basically interrupting people training and being loud and obnoxious and calling out braun and it's uh braun eventually ends up coming out and they brawl right, but it seems a lot more. Realistic than some NXT angles, like take a look at Tony D'Angelo, which you saw this week, and some other stuff, right? And they presented this by editing together several people's like phone recordings, you know what I mean? Right. Um, Including, I'm pretty sure, the anonymous person that's been filming stuff at NXT. Is it the SmackDown Hacker, except it's the NXT?
1: Right. Whatever it is.
0: And it's not my favorite thing because since it was filmed on phones, it's like that strip down the middle of your screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a third of the screen, but again, that's they couldn't be filming it like right. I get what they're doing, and that's it won't phase younger viewers to have it look like that. But as a person who's not on social media watching <laughs> stuff like that, it's like why am I watching this on one third of my screen? But whatever, that's a nitpick. Um, I thought the brawl also. I'm sort of combining it here. Braun and Waller had a brawl at the near the end of the show that I thought was effective too, with Breaker trying to spear Waller, Waller moving and. Breaker classic going through the barricade, right? So I've kind of enjoyed the simple build to the Waller Braun. Like, Waller just is super obnoxious and irritating, and he's getting under Braun Breaker's skin, and he's trying to do it on purpose to get Braun off his game, right? And Waller is just super convincing as a relentlessly obnoxious, mouthy heel, and Braun's really good in the role of like, I'm more the strong, silent type, right? I just want to get my hands on this guy and, like, break his neck. And that Waller, I also like that he's moved away from being the cowardly heel, and he's now confronting Braun and engaging in physicality with him on purpose, Mm -hmm. right? Just to get Braun off his game. So, Mm -hmm. um, Waller, just at this point, reeks of main roster to me, which might affect my predictions in the Rumble, um he's just really good at doing this yeah, right but I'm so i'm not sure how high he'd get on uh, main roster. no just even as like you know how they like put him in there and then he's back to nxt just to give it a taste it's almost like a trial balloon to see how the Maybe. audience reacts to him with no plans of him staying on main roster you know mm-hmm. what i mean so uh bottom line is we're getting a cage match between the two at vengeance day which i think could be pretty good um a rest hold i'm killing a bunch of birds with one stone here, the in-ring action overall because it was kind of back to really short matches, not to the level of 2.0 where it was what, like, what was the running joke? I would be like, in a bout, and you would go, Right, it'd be three like, minutes. three minutes is like the max. Right. So Tiffany Stratton had a six-minute comeback match and defeated Indy Hartwell. It was fine. Um, they did a fake injury thing with the ref being kind of looking dumb and then a Stratton hitting a really nice moonsault. She did like the BME, basically, right? Yeah. It kind of, it was like, it looked really nice, except she doesn't do the 180 turn. But the actual just, moonsault looked great,
1: yeah. It was kind of stupid, the triple springboard, whatever. But
0: then we had uh JD McDonough uh beating Andre Chase in five minutes. There was some decent action in this too. Um, I really liked I think you were there for that. He uh Chase countered the Devlin side into a destroyer, yeah. I like cool. the way he took it, yeah. So that match was only about five minutes. Oh, uh, I
1: was using devlin on uh 2k the other day, he's sick.
0: McDonough did win with the devil inside. And part of, part of the story here was Duke Hudson sort of walked away from the ring, looking like he's abandoning Chase. Um, and again... Because uh, was he going to help or something? <laughs> like, And this know. match came out because McDonough sort of interrupted... Um, they were doing an award ceremony for Hale winning her first match. That right? was lame. I thought McDonough was good interrupting it. Oh, though. yeah. No, so yeah. Um, I'm kind of enjoying Chase You, I think they found their niche and do a really good job here. Then we also had Henley... And Kiana James beat Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley in four minutes. So Kiana James, right, as she's sort of trying to befriend Henley because she's dating Jensen, I guess. But she sort of cheated a couple times, and Fallon Henley didn't see it. I think the idea... They're going kind of run that. I think the idea is Briggs saw it. Yeah. Um, uh, and maybe Jensen. I don't know. I didn't catch it. I did see the match a bit, but I didn't really pay attention. So the interference leads to the win, Henley and uh Henley pinned Paxley after hitting a running knee. Again, okay, but too short to be really interesting, right? And then the best match of the night, I think you watched it too, not even saying it was amazing, but that was the Creed's defeating uh, Drew Gulak and Hank Walker, and that one got 11 minutes. So one cool spot that we saw was standing shooting star from Julius, followed by uh, immediate Yeah, that kind of caught me off. Standing moonsault from Brutus, so that was pretty cool. Um, They kept Walker's role minimal here, as I think they need to do still. And how his ring gear just bugs the heck out of me, right? Can like, you even call it that? Still jeans and a button-up shirt, despite now being a wrestler for months. So I don't, and being coached by Gulak, right? Who would be like, "Get some ring gear, probably step one." So bugs me. Uh, so this one was Drew Gulak got distracted because Charlie Dempsey came down to ringside, right? Hell and yeah! And that sort of left Walker alone, and he to took take a Brutus, ball. a suplex and a Brutus bomb for the win. Yeah, Brutus ball, Doing Brutus better. ball. Sorry. Then we had Elector Lopez cheated to beat Wendy Chu after four minutes, so it was brass knuckles. Um, Lopez actually hit some decent power stuff here. Um, there was an inadvertent ref distraction, I think, because Valentina Faroiz was there and was... So- I think she was trying to tell the ref, hey, she's going to cheat, she's got brass knuckles, but that actually drew the ref's attention so that uh, Lopez could use the brass knuckles. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. She. The story is that Lopez is trying to get roys to adopt this mentality of you just got to be willing to do anything to win uh so not a great match and wendy chu seems to be sort of moving off the radar like she just lost in four minutes to lopez so i don't know we'll see i
1: guess that's okay but
0: and then finally the the other match was chance and carter successfully defended their tag titles against alba fire and her surprise partner dun 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 Ruka. um <laughs> So basically, I this was okay, but this was... It wasn't the main event because it ended with a segment, this show, but this was the final match. So it's basically a head scissor sent Fry into the steps. That left Ruka alone. So again, similar story they told in the show already, that one partner is taken out and the other one takes the finisher, which in this case was the 450 neckbreaker combo, which is pretty cool. Um, decent action, nothing special. But didn't I predict that I felt like... um Isla Don and Alba fire were gonna so it yeah. looks like that because I think they sort of I think Isla Don showed followed up and they walked the, out together, yeah. right? So I or think she can't follow her out. I think that's what's happening there. Um Rest Hold, man, the JC Jane Gigi Dolan fake breakup. Right. <laughs> so they each got interview segments where they trashed the other person and then in the final segment they're in like a sit down in the ring with I think it was Booker and, and Perez and Perez. They were going like way too hard on it. And then but then the surprise is nope, they're gonna work together and put Perez through a table. Fine, but let me ask you this. Did they have to do the whole ruse just to work together and put her through a table? Completely unnecessary, right? They could have stayed like we're a united heel team, we're still gonna do the sit-down, we're still gonna put you through the table. So they I think they felt like they were being clever. But like it didn't change anything. You could have done the payoff, is what I'm saying. I guess the payoff would have been exactly the same if you didn't do that, right? <laughs> Am I wrong? So unless yeah. unless the story is no, they are having problems, but they just reunited for that second to take her out. But I don't think that's where they're going. That Maybe seems a problems bit too in sophisticated. The match, I guess. I like, guess. I don't know. But it was kind of like the payoff didn't justify the way we got there because you could have just still been a united front and still take it didn't change anything the status quo so i thought it was dumb um and then a high spot for me i think you saw it, apollo at the barber shop yes other than him not having hair which is the only nitpick and maybe
1: i hated the people in the background though they were
0: kind of annoying and maybe you could argue that why would this barbershop that is Hayes's place and his buddy, why would he take his feuding opponent at the moment? But the the guy just goes, Well, the seat was open, right? So, anyways, it's basically because Carmelo Hayes went to Cruz's place, which was the diner last week or the week before. So now Cruz is doing the same and going into Hayes's special place, the barbershop. So they end up going back and forth. Cruz says that Melo needs to realize he isn't gonna get rid of Cruz so easily. And Hayes, I thought was good here. He's like you just need to accept that I'm a younger, better version of you sort of thing. And again, this is leading to a match. We're getting a two out of three falls match. So I thought I've liked all of these barbershop segments. I like that Carmelo Hayes has his own little spot that he does these things because he's awesome. It sets up a match that should he's be He's gonna super kick
1: trick and throw him through there.
0: It <laughs> should be a really good uh, match. And I think Hayes has to win, right? Uh, he just needs to keep that trajectory he's toward the main title, I think.
1: Winning at the next PLE,
0: which would be that thing standing over again. Probably. I'm hoping because he's a star, man. You like Hayes too, right? Yeah. Like he checks all the boxes, other than obviously he's not six foot five, right? But I don't care about that. And you don't either. He's no. super talented. star. a uh, Rest hold that I know you saw. Stax and Tony go into a restaurant together. So they get a private room, I guess, because you're important and have money. You can book. More space than you need is a thing if you're rich, I guess. I don't know. So they talk about Stax being the new underboss, um, and Stax saying he wants to take on the biggest opponent he can find, which you were, you were assuming is Die Jack. Right? I assume, but uh, didn't they already do that? Uh, yeah, like, so I don't know if they're going back to it. I think Stax is cool, but this is like still like cartoonish. Stereotypical nonsense. Yeah, right? I hate like, their, the way they talk
1: with the accent. Like, it's just, just the tone
0: me. of it is so silly. I hate it. it, and you can't take it seriously either. No, and that's what I mean. You contrast that to the what Waller and Breaker are doing, which feels like a real thing, right? Right. You can't. Waller, I can't take prick. this seriously at all. Yeah, and this is just like a cartoon to me. Uh, and I have a <laughs> the next one is High Spot Stevie Turner question mark? So. I haven't liked her streamer character since debuting, and I don't think I will much going forward, but I have to say this week I was amused because Mackenzie, I guess the thing was that Stevie Turner was supposed to show up face-to-face for an interview, but instead she just shows up on a screen doing her stream. And it's funny because she's ignoring all of Mackenzie's questions and taking questions from her super chat because those are the people paying to ask questions, right? So I kind of thought it was funny, like... You agree to do an interview, but you're going to ignore the interview questions and just take questions from your Mm -hmm. viewers, right? So I like that. Uh, And the bottom line was she's debuting next week in Ring. Big deal. Rest hold. I think you saw this too. Jack and Wesley.
1: I don't think I did.
0: (laughs) You didn't? I don't think so. So somehow Wesley decides to go meet Jack in a dark room somewhere for some reason. Which you do because... And Jack just looks and sounds so silly because he's talking about... Injustice and justice, but wh- what? <laughs> it reminds me actually of when the shield were first around, and they were like the hounds of justice. But what were but that made more sense? It didn't really yes, at the did. time. But anyways, um, Wesley sounds really awkward to me almost all the time, and this Die Jack character is like Terminator nineties tough guy, and they also added like a retro film filter. I don't know how to explain it. If it was trying to be I'm here like, to like shield also worked for the authority,
1: so like it's like. I that guess. kind of justice. I it guess.
0: makes more sense. Okay? They need to pull the plug on this version of Dijak. I feel bad because I like to watch him wrestle, but this character is ridiculous Why don't
1: they just put him back to Dominic Dijakovic? I don't really know what that gimmick was,
0: but that... I think he needs a mouthpiece, and he just needs to come out and wrestle. Honestly, I feel like there's no character that's going to work with him. Kind of like uh, Karrion Cross a little bit, but better in ring. Like I just <laughs> don't, I just don't believe any of the character stuff. Um, but I like him in the ring, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Impact now, um, a rest hold for me, Mike Jackson, who you said is, what, 73? That's right? what I always touted as. Taking on Trey Miguel in the opener for the Extravision Championship. Now, don't get me wrong, the things this guy, Jackson, at 73 did, and the shape he is in at 73 is honestly nothing short of amazing, but it's not something I want to see. right? Um, mm-hmm. So, like you you pointed out, he did the walking the top ring rope, like, three-quarters of the ring, I think it was. I was just amazed at the moves he was willing to take at 73 years old. I saw,
1: like, um the part where he's doing the rope walk, and then Trey pulls him down, punches him, and then, like, trey's strikes look so light which i thought like i know you always mention them but i thought that might have been doing part to how old he i
0: is. think you're right because i noticed some of his kicks were super gentle they and, looked incredibly light which is a criticism i have of trey miguel but, yeah, I, but I feel like it, i didn't think it was always that no light, if you know what i mean so i just i feel and i don't i'm a bit nervous and i've said it i think a couple weeks now I feel like we're entering like a low period for impact, which sucks because we're going to a show in April, right? So I'm hoping <laughs> they swing back. But I just there's some things I'm seeing like the reliance on veterans and bringing people back, which I'll talk about later. Which that I just they that they've done that that they've had that kind of period. That is the exact opposite of what I want right. from this company, right? I do I do have a high sc- high spot, and it's Macklin interacting with Josh Alexander. So Alexander is the longest reigning champion, really like him. Just don't think they're building any believable challengers. But anyways, so he's talking to Gia about the six-shooter match that's on this episode to determine... Oh, yeah, the, I meant to ask, how does that whole thing work? The six-shooter? It's yeah. just a six-person elimination. Oh, lame. That's all it was. Um, so that's to determine the number one contender. It's the main event on this show, and the match is all former champions. So Macklin shows up, sort of gets in Alexander's face, and I liked what he said because he's basically like... He's beaten everybody that's in this match. I didn't fact check that. I'm just trusting him that he has. And that basically his opinion is this is just another way to keep Macklin out of the title scene. And I think that makes sense from his perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So I quite like this. Um, and then he finishes by telling Alexander to keep one eye out because his buddy Scott Damore isn't around anymore, right? Because now it's Santino Morella mm-hmm. <clears throat> running things, <laughs> which is not great for me. Um, and Macklin, to me is one of the only interesting characters on this show. He feels realistic, uh, and I don't think he's wrong about being overdue for a title shot, and I like that he he finds a way to twist everything into a personal slight against him, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's working for me. Uh, high spot, match-wise, was major players taking on... Um, Austin and Bay. I don't even like to call them Bullet Club because Bullet Club adds I nothing feel like to their presentation. Not even that, but nothing. I feel like that's kind of died down. Like yes. Switchblade and them haven't been on right in a while. Like just like two going. guys from a faction we don't see ever. Right. So. so I don't even think that. Like it. I think that makes more sense when Bullet Club's actually a right. factor. I would rather they find a tag team name for these guys. And if you're gonna commit to them as a tag, which they're awesome, um, I will argue later that they should both be single stars. But whatever. The pinfall to this was really awkward, cause I think one of them already had whoever they pinned down, and then there was like the other one tried to join the pinfall, and I don't know if they communicated well, and it looked really awkward. But up to that point, the match was good, and then after the match, you like this Hendry comes out to debut a new song, cause he had one about moose, so now he has one about Mac Cardona. Funny. And it's basically about how Hendry will always consider Cardona to be Edge's bitch. Um, <laughs> it was really fun. And actually. so it's it's basically like he's doing a cast or rap thing, but it's not a rap, right? It's more like country or whatever it is. And and, uh, and he and kept putting up an image of too. Oh, sorry?
1: And he made oh, making fun of the action yes. figures. Yeah, he kept that, playing
0: uh, the edge heads. So it's like your hot wife wants to spend time with you, but you're busy playing with toys and stuff. And yeah, it was it was kind of funny. <laughs> it, it amused me. I, I, I just yeah. saw
1: Club of it and I watched it because I thought it was funny. And yeah, I'll admit that was pretty solid.
0: Yeah, I didn't mind it either. Rest Hold Death Dolls versus um, Giselle Shaw and surprise partner Tara. So again... she looked really old what in 2023 i don't need bully ray i don't need tommy dreamer i don't need tara right so they think the idea of bringing these veterans back is a good idea and i don't agree and tara was great in her day she was an awesome performer but not now not something i need right giselle shaw is cool um but the match was nothing special and just to further the story that Shaw is hard to work with, right? That she can't get a partner, just like um, Tennille was doing. So she ended Does up... Did she do a dash boogie? So, no. Oh. Shaw ended up taking the Widow's Peak from Tara, though, because obviously this, this team cannot coexist. We can confirm. Uh, rest Hold. Taylor Wilde got a little witchcraft segment where she's being spooky and using tarot cards. And I think the whole point is that she's not done with Killer Kelly and I, I know these segments are supposed to be serious and dark, but I find them silly. Like, they're just silly. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. Rest Hold. Bully Ray bullies some podcast guy and Santino Marella. Um, so Bully's mad that he's not in the six-shooter match, especially as a champion, even though Santina keep, Santino keeps going like, you just fought Alexander and lost. Like, why do you deserve another chance, right? Um, I just don't care about Bully. And I don't know who the podcast guy is he was on, I think, last week as well. Some podcaster. Podcasters. I remember seeing about everybody it, has their it. own podcast nowadays. Am I right? I don't know. Even anyone. two random dudes could just sit in the basement and fire out a podcast that some people we listen to. Should do that. We should do that. We should try that at some yeah, point. Right? Maybe. Because I'm not actually recording. I've just been telling you this, but we just sit down here and talk, and I'm not recording it or anything. Just how all you in. Get the, elab- how do you get the view stats? It's then It's all in elaborate. Or, the listen stuff. I make them up. Oh. <laughs> um, High spot, I think, is. Um, Natasha Steele's and Savannah Evans are splitting up. The segment wasn't anything special, but I do think this duo has run its course. Although, I don't think they ever made the most of it. I think Steele's has really good charisma and she can really run her mouth. And Evans is an impressive powerhouse. So guess what I think they should have done? Similar to what WWE combo? Uh, Michaels and Diesel. Yes. I honestly think they could have done Shawn Michaels-Diesel thing, but... Like, how do you mean? that? Steels is like the champion or main eventer or whatever and she runs her mouth and is an arrogant jerk and that Savannah Evans is the muscle to back her up that lets her get away with mm-hmm. talking the way she talks, right? And then eventually cuz I I like Savannah Evans too, you could even do the whole Savannah Evans is becoming the one getting attention and Steels hates that, right? Like that's all sitting there for you, but Impact has no interest in making new stars or focusing on anything new, right? They are convinced that they need to reach into the past to stay relevant, and I don't think it helps them, right? Um, high spot, I guess, was the six-way main event. The match was pretty good. I don't love the... Did you hear who won? Uh, yes. I don't love that choice. <laughs> A, I'm kind of over Rich Swan. B, it's face-face now, which I don't understand. Mm. Um, but anyways... Overall, the fact that these six are a representation of the possible challenges, right? Remind who it is again. Okay, so I find that underwhelming. Of the six, Moose. Yeah, that, Sabin, that's fine. You could, and that's, I'll get into that. Moose, Saban, Rhino. Saban, really? Swan. Rhino? Callahan, okay. Edwards.
1: I'd say uh, Moose makes sense. Edwards makes sense. Um, who else? Sorry. Um, uh, Callahan, Callahan makes sense. And then Sabin. I think Swan is fine. Then Saban, Reiner are
0: a stretch. So to me, nobody's really interesting as a challenger. I could get behind Moose, and I have before. Like, I've loved Moose's work before. And he was the one who dropped the title, but, too. But yeah, not as currently presented, right? The other five just don't have any appeal as main eventers right now. And this match, for me, seems to, like, encapsulate impact flawed philosophy, right? Let's go back to the well of established veterans and former champions. Rather than build and elevate guys like, to me, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Macklin, Black Taurus, if you want. Uh, Bupinder Gujar, if you're committed to this guy, let's go, right? Like, um, And in the women's division, I know, but Giselle Shaw. These are people that are new and interesting for me at the top of the card and would be fresh matchups and really interesting. But instead, they're going with like retreads, right? Like, let's mm-hmm. go back to Eddie Edwards and let's yeah, go... run, run everything back, right? And honestly, your ratings aren't good no matter what you do, so why not take a shot at creating some new stars and some interest right it makes this company feel stale to me and i feel like that's what's happening right now when some new names would add um some freshen things up for me big time so i'm just feeling the direction is like going away from younger newer talent and back to like the tried and true which don't get you guys ratings anyways so why it should be freeing for you to be like no matter what our ratings are low so let's get weird with it let's try something new and maybe get some mainstream attention somehow, but they're just like, nope, status quo, let's just keep plugging along the way we are. And I think you have a really good babyface champion right now. Josh Alexander's awesome, but he's kind of boring, because who's the challenger right now? Nobody. Swan. Right? So, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit down on Impact's general direction right now. I don't think it's Santino's fault, but it's coincided with him being the, and just having, again, a comedy babyface Authority figure woven throughout the show every week is not what I want personally. But anyways, uh, anything from SmackDown for you? Because I'm done.
1: Um, I think I had a couple wrestled. Hit it. Uh, yeah. So the one thing I saw was like, and I, I heard about it, so I watched it. Was like this just this weird cluster segment because you know you gotta have the random promo segments with a bunch of people before the Rumble. Got right? to. Uh, so random thing with New Day theory not on SmackDown, Miz not on SmackDown. I'm so over New Day. Um, it was lame Rumble related stuff. Then they brawled. Lashley came out to beat down everyone. Then Lesnar and Five didn't declare for the Rumble, which scares me because last year was horrible. Right, and I can't trust them. No, you cannot. Of course, I mean I think maybe Lashley and Lesnar will take each other out or something like that. Probably, but. And spin I, you off. You can
0: never be sure. You no. can never be certain. Because Lashley, 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 Brock makes sense for Mania, right? Like that's a pretty right. good undercard, if I, you will. I thought
1: La- maybe they did that before because Lashley, or sorry, I thought Lesnar could be Gunther at Mania. Oh, right, right, right. Which would, which be, would be Cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, like
1: yeah, I'm just like because there was no way in hell I thought Lesnar was winning the Rumble last year, but they right. did it. That's right. So because Lesnar's just the king of random matches, win r- Winning matches randomly. <laughs> nice. There. Um, Good recovery. Thank you. Uh, like, because remember when he won Money in the Bank, literally out of nowhere, because that's definitely how the match works. Yes. Like, that was worse than Theory, because at least Theory had, like, Mr. McMahon's favor, so, like, that was still stupid, but it was less stupid. Right. And, like, uh just like, because didn't Theory at least enter before the match started? I think, right? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure. I believe you. Right, because Lesnar just ran out yes. last minute, because... That's what you're allowed to do. And because you're Brock Lesnar. It's just like, <laughs> do whatever you want, bud. Whenever like you want. It's like that one time when Mr. McMahon brought up Batista randomly after the Elimination Chamber, just gave him a touch. So it's like, Batista in the bank. <laughs> you nice. know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rest hold. Also, Lacey Le- Evans is back again. Lame. Babyface now?
0: Uh, no. I no? So. Heal? All right. That's it? Um. Yes. Okay. So we're going to... A um, little bit of a bonus section here. We're going to go into some of our predictions for tonight's pay-per-view one of the big four sorry ple and that is wwe royal rumble and our predictions for that show let's do that now all right so unlike usual i've actually put a little bit of thought into this one so i've actually written some things down so oh i thought i thought you were yeah
1: because you were looking up you told me you were looking at the card right? i
0: did because i needed to see who was in the the, who had declared eligible if i'm going to be picking people right so yeah run through uh what the matches are there's only five i think right so kind of but i guess two of them will probably be an hour long so that's that yeah i thought there'd be more non-rumble matches though there are not so what do we say in here and two and one of them i
1: forgot happened actually two of them well kind of two but anyways um so LA Knight versus Bray Wyatt and what I must refer to as the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. So first of all,
0: what do you think that means? I assume lights are dim.
1: Lights are dimmed, no holds barred, I guess. I think that's something like that. The guess, yeah. Uh, easy picks Bray Wyatt. Uh, I think it's been a decent while coming that LA Knight is going to be the the
0: first victim. Victim for he's been primed for Bray's first W, right? So Yep. All right. I like it cuz I'm going out on a limb here a little bit. I'm taking La Knight. Here's why. You looking at me like I'm crazy. You are. So, feels like to me the match for Mania is Wyatt Uncle Howdy. So I think Uncle Howdy gets involved. costs Bray the match gives Knight a quality win on P- pay per view. Sorry, ple, because it feels like he's starting to get a bit of traction as a main event or a main roster guy, right? So it allows him to have a feather in his cap and then break away from bray wyatt and it sets up howdy and wyatt and i don't think it matters if wyatt loses in his first match back especially if it involves uncle howdy so i'm gonna take la Knight, and we are differing i like that otherwise doesn't i'm i'm stretching a little bit but you are but i don't think it's (laughs) crazy i don't don't think it's crazy my rationale is okay right it it
1: is yep well i mean when your rationale is dealing with the bray wyatt storyline right right um. So next we have Belair versus uh Bliss for the Raw Women's Title. That's the match I forgot about. Right. Um. So I'm p- taking Belair because as, as interesting as it would be for Bliss to embrace the darkness when the title joined Bray, Uncle Howdy, blah blah blah. I don't think it'll happen. I don't really think it's super likely, and I think Belair should lose to someone better. Agreed. Baszler drafted to Raw? Question mark. <laughs>
0: Dream on, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I also am taking Belair. I can't really see any way Bliss wins here. I as have, much as
1: it would be interesting for the storyline, I can't like reasonably put that I've as s- my pick.
0: I have seen reading stuff today. Someone was arguing that the money match for Mania is Belair and Charlotte, and that that doesn't need a title if they build it well. Belair and Charlotte, um, really? But I don't. I and, think that would need a title. And that they would say like Belair could lose still look strong by losing to supernatural nonsense so it's not like a no a, i think
1: ripley should beat belair at mania i
0: don't see that happening so i'm taking belair as well yeah. uh next
1: we get roman Reigns versus kevin owens with undisputed title hmm. uh, roman reigns all hail the forever
0: champ yep i can't see any universe that owens wins here the match nah, for the universal title the match should be good but this is kind of the only issue with the bloodline and roman reigns being booked so strongly like a really, really over babyface right now has no chance of winning on one of the biggest shows of the year, right? Where if you're going to have the the winner in doubt, it should be at your big shows. Like, oh, this guy's got a chance. He doesn't have a chance, I don't think, right? So that is one of the issues with Reigns being presented the way he is. But I think the good they're doing sort of outweighs that, and it should be a good match anyway. So it's Roman Reigns, I think, pretty obviously here. Next. I'm just adding something. Oh. So uh now with the rumble matches we, what we usually do is you do three picks if
1: you get your first pick right you get like yep multiple points and then you so you get a Go few, three to one right three, like, your first like so three get... for one yep. two for two and one for three correct it makes sense okay Yep. um so uh women's rumble match first up because let's be honest there's no way that's main eventing
0: i think we're both agreeing on who wins uh so first
1: my first picks obviously rear ripley same it's just it makes the most
0: sense yeah they finally found an effective right. way she's to present like, her she's like of modern day china kind right. Of, right it's
1: one of those times where there's like the clear pick for the win yes. here which i don't think there was last year
0: and judgment day are actually cool and i think they're gonna ride that momentum into mania as they should so i'm taking ripley as well and mm-hmm heel challenger for Belair, right yes. as you're saying um so
1: my backup pick is i think like a safe bet like for like a new challenger would be raquel like i think that's
0: a fair second pick she's my number three pick
1: all right so i'll put that in for i you said
0: then. a long shot for sure but they could sort of to use terms i hate strap the rocket to her brother um, now that she's healthy, and build, like, a female powerhouse, right? Yeah. Or um, she could have a million eliminations right. and not win.
1: So what do you want to put for your second pick, then?
0: My second, I'm going a little safe and taking another heel challenger that could have okay. a good match at Mania, and that's Bailey. Bailey? All right. Just in case. Because they're not I don't think they're going to use this to elevate anybody new, because that's not what they do. Other than Ripley, maybe. Maybe, right? Although she's kind of on her way already. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yours? Um, my third
1: pick is just because I want to throw it in because I want him Your to third win. pick, meaning your second pick? No, my third pick. Oh, oh right, because you went Raquel third. Got it. No, Raquel second. Second, sorry. Um, I So my third, third pick is like the I want him to win pick. Yeah, Shayna Baszler. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. You're just punting a choice. I'm, n- Love I'm it. just putting it in there. Okay. Because why not? You're hoping to speak it into um, existence. So surprise entrance for women's, okay. and obviously same point system. So I've only I only thought of two, right? I picked three. Um, So I haven't thought of my third one yet, so we'll, we can kind of talk about it, I guess. But yep. my first pick, I kind of, just based on rumors from a little while, I took Chelsea Green okay because i've been hearing about it, right so yep. i thought like there's a solid chance yep there is i saw people saying green and cardona but i have too. i know cardona's he's still in impact so that doesn't make sense to me and sort of so like doing stuff, focused on right impact, so i yes. think chelsea green's a fair pick but... i do too um so
0: first pick for you although a cutout of her face was on impact this week oh, in the hendry song but so uh, my first edge, pick though. is um a because i think She's good, you're expecting and most. B, I don't know what else there is for her to do in NXT. So, I'm saying Alba Fire oh makes my, an appearance. That's
1: a fair one. I might take that as my third.
0: And not even that, again, not even that these people are coming and being on main roster, mm-hmm. but like she might be. Cause... Right, yeah. So, like, and also, I should mention for the surprise mentions, we're saying like returns, uh,
1: debuts, for... or call ups. Yeah, exactly. um Okay, so my second one is one of the ones that, like, we heard is coming.
0: So, I'm taking Beth Phoenix because okay. I expect her to show up. Sure.
1: Um I just think that kind of makes sense.
0: I'm my second one is I'll say Tiffany Stratton. Makes Going an to next again. Even as just like like I said with with Waller, right? Like a trial balloon of like yeah, you Let's, can kind of toss me. We the see Rumble, big right? things for her. Let's see how the crowd right. reacts and then send yeah, her yeah. back to NXT. Mm-hmm. So that's my second choice. I, I think
1: that's the one, your first one was a fair pick. So my third one, I'll take Alba Fire. Okay. I, think you can, I think a call-up pick
0: is a, always a fair choice. And my third one, I'm going not NXT here because okay. you went one non-NXT. I'm going Naomi. Mm. I think oh. there's just a chance, you know? Because that would get a huge reaction. You can't get Sasha Banks right now. So this is kind of Plan B. So I think that would be she could be Bloodline, right? That's true too. I didn't even consider that. I'm gonna
1: take. I like that better than Fire. So I'm gonna. Oh boy, just I like that. I like that. Keep your eyes on your own. It's my third one. It's my cheater. So, cheater. I'll I'll keep my other. Okay, that's fine. Um, so Men's Royal Rumble match winner picks. Um, so my first. It's the most obvious. It's Cody Rhodes. How is it
0: not Cody Rhodes? Agree. Very confident in this pick.
1: I'm extremely confident. He was
0: on this trajectory before the injury. Oh yeah, and he's he's one of like one of one of who's realistically could beat Roman. My reigns. My second pick is more of a safety pick, yeah.
1: which is in, I'm not even positive that he shows up, but like I'm taking the rock as a, cause as a safety net, cause That's th- my there's, third. it's fully possible I that agree. he comes right. Like, and I don't want to take the chance that like he shows up and I didn't pick that. And if, I think it needs
0: to be there. And you know that they want rock reigns at mania exactly, in can. some capacity. Right. So like, this
1: is, I think code Rhodes has to win, but I can't rule out that they would do that,
0: right? Okay, that's fair. Um, What's your second then? So my second one I like because I want it to happen. I don't think it's likely, but I took Sami Zayn. I've seen people
1: taking that. Because
0: think of what an awesome addition to the Bloodline story. Like Sami acting as the conflicted over his loyalty to the Bloodline versus him getting an opportunity at a main title which he's never gotten though do you think they would do that with i don't which is the problem because i don't think they see sammy as a Mania that's what i think i and i think the story's already there for him and owens to go against the usos true but i'm hoping there's someone smart enough to go like man this could be a compelling story with the acting ability of reigns too i don't want to sell him short because he's oh yeah so much better than i thought he could ever be but i just think this is such a nice next step for that story can you just imagine sammy like yeah i want the titles but i'm also loyal to you know the tribal and chief. that'll
1: throw him in a question and he'll get booted out right I so know. i think I i'm know. hopeful i think but cody I Rhodes it. is too all powerful in this i agree uh, my third pick is kind of the i want him to win but he's not gonna win tyler rust <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be a surprise intern i <laughs> know oh, uh, i took seth rollins oh yeah i think that's there's a sizable. he's the names I've seen tossed around are Cody, Rock, Sammy, Rollins, and he's sort of their safety net, right? Right. Like, and I'm happy. Ra- I'm happy Rollins is e- even in the conversation this right. year because he got screwed last year. Right. So he's a possibility. So I, I think, think that's a fair pick too. All right. Surprise entrance for men. Um. So I'm. I didn't pick the Rock for some reason, which I feel like I, I didn't either. I was. NXT I didn't, heavy but here. I guess like that's fair. So my first one is I think I kind of went off what we talk about news a little while i'm taking logan paul i feel like there's oh, okay i think he's kind of ready to come back i feel like this is a good way to reintroduce him get a sizable pop right he doesn't have to win anything he doesn't really have to like lose anything either really you know what i mean yeah. like it's kind of it's a it's a nice return spot
0: yeah um so i want to bump one of mine my nxt picks who, who would it be i'll say i'll move it there okay. so i'll say braun breaker oh you took my number two just because um I think he's really close to being gone. And this is their, like, here he is, and he can make a few eliminations. He can kind of represent as a champion, too, right? Right, and probably look strong and eliminate a bunch of people Mm -hmm. and then move on. That is also my number two two pick. So my number two, has he been announced? Is Bad Bunny announced? Nope. So I'll take Bad Bunny. I,
1: I saw that on the website as a rumored one. Okay. As
0: my non, um, just because they love. I think that's fair. They did it last year. To be they fair. love the mainstream traction this guy gets them, yeah. especially at this time of year. So I think that's they possible. They did it last year, yeah. Um, my last one is again one that
1: I kind of saw floating around. Was I'm gonna take Edge? I think it's yeah a decent chance like he'll come set up a match with Balor.
0: I've seen some Ortons um, even. Uh, I don't. I feel I don't, like we would have heard that he's ready. That's right? I don't think
1: so. That. So I don't. I'm taking Edge.
0: Yep. My final one. I said it watching nxt i think he's ready for main roster waller. and i think it's the trial balloon thing it's grayson waller all right see if he gets a reaction see how he behaves mingling among established main roster talent maybe not to go up right now but oh he could be but also just to be there and then back to nxt mm-hmm. so i'll take waller all right uh, and then last one is the iron man uh slash
1: iron woman predictions Ooh, i didn't so think of this. as long as i think i i was really stuck on the women when i don't have any picks for that yet so we can kind of discuss it but i have yeah. my men's picks um. so go do you up. have any yet or no? no okay so my first pick i think is a safe one is just like because you can never really tell but i feel like seth rollins is a pretty that safe bet i'm gonna take that as my well. first one You're gonna, that's your first one yes
0: all right when as soon as you said who could be an iron man that's who my mind right yeah right
1: instantly i go right to that and then I've seen the idea flow around. Cody Rhodes could maybe do that. Maybe yeah. that gets him like you could do that return pop right away, and then you, he gets a lot of time in the match. You get a lot of time to see him, and then it's a huge win when he wins, right. right? So I think that's a possible. So that's my number two. Okay. Uh, um. And do you have one yet? Or do you want me to go? No, with my keep third? going. Okay. So my last one, that I thought like he's not super huge right now, but I thought there's a chance. So and I couldn't think of anyone else really. I'm looking at Great a list roles. now. I've. Float around the idea of Gargano, but I don't think he's really done. So I'm thinking maybe Kofi. Like, you could just have Kofi kind of last there for a while. And, like, he would do the rumble save, which keeps him in for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Kofi could kind of, like, just be, like, kind of a, a quiet Iron Man kind of deal. I've so. got my second choice. Okay. Now.
0: Gunther. Gunther, really? Because it's ring general. They want to build him to a pretty high-profile match at Mania, it feels mm-hmm. like. But he's not going to win. Could take out Lesnar. Right? So he can get a bunch of eliminations, last a long time. And he is like this ring general guy. So I'll take Gunther. I like that. Uh, last pick. Uh, Looking through a list here. Uh, Weak. All right. One that I want to have happen because he doesn't get any other accolades, but he's an awesome wrestler and he could last an hour if you needed to. Escobar. Really? Super dark horse, obviously. I agree, but that's not a terrible pick. Like, just so he has some sort of feather in his cap going forward, right? Like, he lasted 52 minutes in the rumble. That's true. Blah, blah, blah. Because he's capable of it, right? So, I'm just hopeful that he gets a little attention. So, And now I'll quickly consult the women's list. Um, to see. Women's.
1: Yeah, so, like, I, I haven't, like, settled on anything, but I feel like you could do, like, someone like Lynch or... Uh, Bailey. Yes. Um, It sucks because Belair would be a good choice if she wasn't champion, right? I'll take... Uh, I thought even Canis LeRae, even though she's really low card. I was thinking about that too. I think I'm gonna take Lynch as my first pick. I don't Kay. know. I think that's like it's possible and she's like prominent enough to, like, that would be kind of a cool thing for her. I'll take Io. I, I saw her kind of tossed around as an idea. I, I was kind of, I was thinking either her or Dakota. Because she's not gonna get anything
0: else out of it, right? I'll, Other than I'll maybe a spot i I'll put Io in two. as my second because
1: okay. I was kind of thinking about her, but I wasn't sure.
0: Uh, second pick. Um, oof. I'll take Candace Lerae. Just right. they need to do something with her, and again, yeah. it's a like a low stakes way of giving her some credentials, right? Yeah, so-
1: I was, I was, I was kind of tossing around like her or Bailey or Dakota or like you know those kind of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take Candace. I guess I think that works.
0: And my third kind one, similar. I'll double up on damage control. I'll say Dakota Kai. Just because I like her a lot and hope she someday, she's like my Basler for you, right? Like, yeah. just always. Oh, hopeful. I love Dakota too. Yeah. I'm hopeful that she, although she looked like, oh wait, I should pick really Baszler. bad for a while at some point, but um, it's like she forgot how to wrestle. But I think hopefully she's back. Um,
1: do I want to put Basler in this instead? No, she I probably don't know. Won't.
0: You, no. All right, that's our picks.
1: Yes, Rumble picks. All right, so fun. you
0: said we have some figuring it out to do. A little bit before we get on our way to the city. So let's do that now in a segment that we call "figuring it out" with Jack. <laughs> Uh yeah. All right, sir. Tell me about the figures. Tell um, me.
1: So we got images of Elite 101, so the first post 100 series. So that's that.
0: That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Pretty pretty neat. And any details or that's it? Just that. Yeah. It's, it's just you guys neat. look it up on your own. It's just pretty neat. Imagine visualize it.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah. So they got images of that. So there's uh Cody Rhodes, which the box. It's funny. It says the America Nightmare. So they screwed it up. Nice, yeah. America nightmare. Yeah. Um. So it's in like the blue tights with like the kind of the American design. Like it's the one that he like from the Supreme figure that I got. So the yeah. two pants, Cody. It's the same gears so as. It's kind of like the competition, I guess. He's got the weight belt and like it's weird. The tattoos kind of printed a bit on an ear, right? Which is like so box the neck tattoo, eh? A little bit, but it, it's solid. The head scans are right. The formula is nice. Um, I like the look of it. it looks pretty nice. And he's got the weight belt, so it's it's pretty nice. It's it's a little bare bones, but it's really nice. Cool. Uh, and then you got ricochet and like that gear he wore was like the black and yellow and uh, like the half fire bit Mm -hmm. uh and he's got like the weird like it's i don't know it's probably it was a reference to something but it was when it was what he wore at day one i think um and he's got the current intercontinental so it's cool to get that like it's an it's a new ricochet it's nice it's got the giant gargano syndrome with the small kick pads right which is uh it's not good no but like um i think it, the rest of it looks really nice. I like it. It's nice and nice tights for Rick O'Shea. He's got some cool gear. Uh, Johnny Knoxville. He's there. Um, <laughs> Then we get uh, s- a current Sonya Deville, which looks pretty nice. Actually, like the Daria Baronado. Daria Baranato looking looks really nice. Nice cloth jacket, too. Like it looks really nice. I don't know why I default to that name for some reason. It looks, it's it. so like it's it's so not you either. That's when she was straight MMA lady. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in like early NXT. Yep. And um, then we got Kevin Owens from WrestleMania last year, our favorite show, um, with the KO 6 shirt against Austin, and then you have the interchangeable bald cap head and an Austin <laughs> shirt. So that, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's it. You got like the sculpting to make sure you know it's a bald cap too, so I think that's kind of cool. You could have some uses for that as Unique. well. Unique, yeah. And um, then, uh, do you remember who the last figure in the series is? I did mention it before. No. Mr. America. Oh, right. Yeah. So you got Mr. America on the standard one with the where he's got the blue mask with the white star. At least it's not Hulk Hogan. He's got the star <laughs> <laughs> He's got the Sarny pad, he's got claw shirt, Boas, um, weight belt, and he's got like the interchangeable head sculpt where he's got this mask sculpted on where it's like he's peeling it up. Uh huh. And then there's the chase variant. To with reveal the, not Hulk. Hogan The stars and stripes mask, and it's the same stuff, just slightly different. Um so yeah, yeah, it's not Hulk Hogan, obviously. Right. Brother. Um then Ult- Ultimate Edition sixteen images. So you got styles from Mania when you face Edge, our favorite show obviously i uh, loved it in uh, the white and blue which I, it's really nice he's got like the cl- the rubber vest but it's got the cloth hood so that's mm-hmm. really nice uh, a couple new heads again he's got like the wavy hair head like mid phenomenal forearm he has so good uh, ring gear usually too. yeah i i like it's white and blue so it looks really nice i, I definitely want to get it at yep. some point he's got a cloth shirt too and with the butterfly joints and the double jointed elbows you can finally actually do the do thing the hand gesture yeah because they they started including the hands a while ago but you can never do it with the single jointed elbows and even with the double jointed elbow elite it's That's really funny. hard to so, like you can never do it right <laughs> like, we'll like give
0: him the gloves to do it but it's impossible
1: right but now you can like there's literally the one image where you, they, he's doing it and it's like it's actually perfect i'm like finally right so that's kind of cool. Nice. And then you got Razor Ramon in the yellow, orange, and black. I want to say it's from WrestleMania 10. this gear, but I don't know. He's got the intercontinental title, interchangeable heads. One of them probably has a toothpick and a bunch of hands. And then for some reason, there's a chase variant, which they've never done before for Ultimates in the purple. So that's pretty nice, same accessories. And then there's some Elite Leaks, which I told you about. Yes, you did. I um, remember so that one. There's um Elite 102, which is not, is not a leak because they showed renders for it, but the lineup is... There's Edge and from Judgment Day, which is weird, cause that matters. Didn't last uh, long. There's a uh, theory or Austin theory, which and he's got the chase again. update Gunther, uh, Sami Zayn from the Jackass match, uh, re Judgment Day and Commissioner Foley. Yep. Which is interesting. Weird. And then Elite 103 is uh, the leaks, which is um pretty sweet. So that it it'll be there's gonna be Lashley, which yeah. they just released a couple Lashleys. Like there's a black one with the white. Logos and then there's the red tights, yeah. Which so I um, don't. I saw someone say that you should have like the white tights with the black logos from when he faced Lesnar the first time, which I think would be cool. Or I'd like the half black and half gold tights. Those mm-hmm. are cool too. I actually made that on 2K like I a like long gold time in ago. General. Black and gold is cool. I I did that like a long time before they did it, so I win. Was your idea? Yeah. Uh, and then Roman Reigns, which I think is odd choice because a lot of the figures are going to look the same, right? Yes. And they've already come up with two different leads with the red gauntlet, so there's not much they can do on Slate. Like, I was thinking they should do a promo gear Roman. Yeah, or you give them the the boots with the red details. I don't. There's not a lot you can do to make different Roman figures unless you do do a promo gear like you can do the red tracksuit or something. Um, then you got Street Profits, which is cool because they need updated figures. They haven't had figures since early '81, which is a while ago. I keep hearing
0: that Ford is on pace to be a singles breakout. Yeah, that was but a while it never happened, right? Like, yeah, uh, Liv Morgan, yay, and then Stardust. Yeah, yeah. you texted me <laughs> oh, from I'm school so to be like, there, it's a member of the Rhodes family, and I was like. Oh my God, they're giving Brandy Rhodes a figure? That's a No, they're drama. making Stardust. Nice.
1: Finally. You're th- and, and he's getting the Chase variant. of two Stardust. You really like
0: Stardust. You're like, the oh, only Stardust person. is funny. Yeah, I guess. He's
1: awesome. Oh, I'm so buying that. I'm buying both Stardust. That's even better than Boogeyman. Right. Because I could use Stardust. That's awesome. Oh, I'm so happy. It'll be like Stardust with double jointed elbows and you can interchange the head and Great. he's got to interchangeable hands. so happy for you. Oh, yeah, it's going to be so awesome. It's funny because two series after Code Rhodes figure they. Because he does have the no Stardust clause, right? But I guess this is just merchandise, so yeah. Okay. Oh, it's awesome! It's so uh, yeah. <laughs> You're weird. Oh, it's awesome. Is that it? Uh, there's some more here that I'm, I'll mention at least. There's the they're doing the second wave of the Elite Grace hits, which they only showed two so far. So they they're doing King Harley Race, which they're it's like the series of re-releases basically with the yeah. new technology. Uh, blue T stuff. you Remember I was talking yep. about that. And then they got Shawn Michaels Undertaker again, which is weird because he's doing. He was in the first series, too, of uh, the, the first greatest Hits Tista wave. Which was when he was awesome? Was no, Blue Tista was... was when he faced the shield at Payback, oh, and he just, he he was just a... wore
0: blue. His final heel whatever, thing was... He was really good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry.
1: Yeah, and then they have DDP and Seth Rollins, which, if these are all re-releases, I'm really hoping for the white Rollins, because if, if I'm thinking Greatest Hits and Seth Rollins figures, that's the only one that really comes to mind that isn't recent. Yeah. So it kind of has to be that. So that's really cool. And then they mentioned the... Uh, the um, there's some pay per view ways like the Summer we already knew, which is Hulk Hogan in like that camel gear from the the Yay, Death yeah, Storm. Yeah. I don't know what that is uh Ziggler from when he got squashed by Goldberg, Jay Uso from 2021, which was pretty cool because it's uh Bloodline and Zeus. Great. Uh, then the Mister Perfect build figure, and then Survivor Series at least are interesting. So you got Shawn Michaels, which is cool because he's probably got a bunch to choose
0: from. Charlotte. Yay. Yeah. Jerry Lawler. Well, I mean, Charlotte, you have to keep updating the face scan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she just got back from, you know why she was out for so long? Dental issues. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh.
1: Uh, and then Kevin Owens, bearish bulldog, a figure. And then top picks is going to be Rey Mysterio, which is, makes sense because they pump out Mysterios like, Yes. Nobody's business. Because of the masks and gear. Oh, and- yeah. Well, yeah, he's got like a million, good, which is, it's cool because there's so many good ones you can do, which is yep. kind of the benefit of him, but they pump him out. A uh, riddle, which surprises me, he's in there. But I mean, you could do a repaint of him easy, so that's pretty cool. And then Cody Rhodes, which would be cool, because you could just do another repaint. But I fear that it would be one of the re-releases. Although in the topics line, because remember they used to do like one re-release all the time. Now they don't, so I'm hoping they don't. Um, and then Ultimate Edition 18, which is Macho Man Randy Savage and Randy Orton, nice. Randall and Randall. Right. So yay Stardust is the point. That's the thesis here. They also revealed the all-pink, Brett, Target exclusive ultimate, but we only care about Stardust here. True. Forever.
0: Yeah. That's it? Yes. Nice. So we're back up over our two-hour mark, almost two and a quarter. It's a beefy episode this week, 132. Um, So yeah, I hope everyone enjoys your Royal Rumble Saturday night. I hope the show is a lot better than last year. Um, We'll be back next week for sure to talk about Royal Rumble. I imagine we'll include a quick review of that. Probably talk about the... uh, the indie show that we're going to today as well maybe in the banter section so you can look forward to that and worst of don't know it's in the work somewhere it it, it is is. there is a document that exists and it's halfway filled in so um, we'll get to that when we get to it we appreciate any time you're taken out of your week to listen to us talk about wrestling feel free to contact us I always reply fnswrestling at gmail.com can leave a comment in youtube if you're listening or whatever platform which i shouldn't say that because i don't even know if someone commented on anything other than podbean if i see it <laughs> this is how good i am at this <laughs> i don't know Comment on anything but we will see it on podbean i reply to everything i see i can say that for sure so anyways we will see you back here definitely next saturday for episode 133 and until then take care